4: to
3: recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under
4: M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone.
0: About time some of you got
4: acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. This Monday, October 10th, 2022, and tonight is a very special edition of The Secret Teachings. It is our anniversary show, so we're going to have a lot of information on the history of The Secret Teachings tonight, where the show came from, the name of the show, and a bunch of other good information that you might enjoy if you enjoy the show. Before we get to any of that, though, if you'd like to contact me directly, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. You can also check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. You'll find our show archive there, montages, my books, digital and physical that I've published, and more, www.thesecretteachings.info. And of course, last but not least... If you want to listen to the show and you're not a subscriber, you can just search the name of the show on any radio or podcast player or application, and you can listen that way. That show is free. There are advertisements that are placed there by an algorithm, so if you don't like those algorithmically placed advertisements, you can subscribe to the archive on that same website, thesecretteachings.info, and when you subscribe or when you buy a book, you keep us on air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So earlier this weekend, Saturday morning, uh, a little bit, uh, little bit unplanned, but I recorded some of tonight's show, and I'm going to play that for you in the second hour. And actually in the third hour, tonight we have a three-hour broadcast, and Ground Zero.radio is allowing us to play that extra hour tonight. Actually, it's going to be even longer than three hours because once the show is over, there's going to be a 40-minute after show that we recorded on Saturday morning. So tonight's show on the network will be not just two, but three hours. And then when you go listen in the archive, you'll find an additional 40 minutes. So you get like three and a half hours to three hours and 40 minutes of, uh, of the secret teachings tonight. But we're not going to have a theme and a, and a, and a subject where we, we, we dive into a particular area of interest. I wanted to take tonight to, well, not only thank all of you who have listened to us over the years and supported us over the years, I wanted to take time tonight to give you a little bit of a background on the show and maybe play some old clips from older shows. Some of this is sort of hard for me to play because I don't like the sound of my voice. Now, it's not so bad, but back in 2012, 2011, I don't know. It sounded like I had vocal fry, or something else was going on. I'm not. Ex- I'm not exactly sure. But I, I pulled up a bunch of old shows. I was actually trying to count how many shows we've done over the years. For those of you who might not know much about the Secret Teachings, we've been doing radio since. Well, the Secret Teachings has been around since 2013. Early 2013, March was when we did our first episode of the Secret Teachings. But we were doing the same radio before that, before I changed the name of the show. Originally, the show was called The D Show, and it was based off of a radio show that a a friend of mine, he was my friend at the time, but he became a friend of mine, was doing at a college radio station in Orlando, Florida. And I had moved from West Virginia back to Florida because I'm from Florida. And when I got to Florida, I went to Full Sail Film School and they they also have like a, a video game program and some other stuff. So I was in film school, and I used to go to bookstores. I don't I don't know why I picked up an interest in reading. I hated reading in school, but I would go to these bookstores. Uh, I honestly was pretty sheltered as a kid, so I didn't I didn't know much about how to navigate uh, by myself around a city. I really only knew like Borders and Books a Million and uh, what was well Barnes and Noble of course. So I'd go to those stores. I'd look at their Bargain section, and you know, I was I was going to college for my first apartment, and I I didn't really know, uh, didn't really have a lot of money, didn't really know how to. I mean, I knew how to take care of myself, but probably not that well. I, I, again, I felt very sheltered as a kid, so I would go to these bookstores and I just pick up random books and find things that I thought were interesting. And I went into uh, a Barnes and Noble up in I think it was Winter Park. It was just north of Winter Park, Florida. There's a Barnes and Noble over there. Maybe it was Winter Garden. So I I go to this bookstore, and I was looking at books, and I picked up, uh, it's almost, it's like a synchronistic and uh, a harmonious beginning to The Secret Teachings. I picked up a copy of a book called The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly Hall. I had no idea who Manly Hall was, and I had no idea what The Secret Teachings of All Ages was. I just knew that it was $20, and it was a big book. And I thought, well, that if I'm going to spend $20, I might as well get a really big book. So I guess, I guess I really started, I started the show because I was cheap and I was looking for a good bargain. So I ended up getting that book and I, I don't know why I have such vivid memories of this. I remember going, I was in the esoteric occult or whatever they call it at Barnes and Noble. They, I think that some of them referred to it as freaks and geeks. They referred to that section. So I was in like the esoteric occult paranormal section. And I picked that book up, and the the first book that I actually picked up, I didn't buy it, was a book by Shirley Andrews, and it was on Atlantis. It was called Atlantis, Insights from a Lost Civilization, and then she wrote another one called Lemuria and Atlantis, Studying the Past to Survive the Future. And she ended up being, almost coincidentally, perhaps more than coincidentally, she ended up being the first interview I ever conducted years later just by happenstance. In 2014, we had, a, we had an interview at the college radio station. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I had an interview with Shirley, and uh, that was one of the first books I ever picked up. So I had a copy of The Secret Teachings of All Ages, and I was looking at Shirley Andrews' book, and then I remember walking around the corner, and there was a copy of Mark Booth, or Jonathan Black's book. Uh, he wrote two of them now, but uh, the book at the time secret history of the world. And it was in one of those world history sections. And it was in one of those like New York times bestselling sections. And I was skeptical at the time already of stuff like if it was in the New York times bestseller and they were promoting it, you know, one of the big shows, uh, or one of the big, uh, uh, like sections of the bookstore, one of the big, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? One of the big uh, displays, and I would uh, I, I would get skeptical of that, but I, I picked it up and I read it and I thought, well, this is very interesting. So I ended up getting a copy of that. And I mean, it was probably a couple of years before I ever read uh, any of those books, especially at full length. I was not I was not a good reader. Um, I read very little in school. I think the only book series I ever completed was uh, a book series called Area Fifty One. So I was I was into aliens before 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 all of this so I ended up getting those books and I fast forward a little bit here I ended up with a copy of The Biggest Secret by David Icke and I was reading that book when I was in film school and a friend of mine kind of a friend at the time she came up to me and said you're interested in all this this like conspiracy stuff and I had no idea you know what these words even meant or I was just interested in learning something new and she said, if you're interested in that stuff, she said, you, you got to meet this, this guy, this friend of mine who he actually does a radio show here locally. And he talks about some of this stuff. So we ended up meeting and I remember uh, this guy, Dimitri, he just kind of unloaded sort of like I do on the show here every week now. And I think my mind was probably a little bit blown and I, he was a little bit older than me. He was like, eight years older than me so he was, he was almost 30 maybe he was a little bit later than that like 30 something and I was 19 years old so I ended up going down to the radio station and we, we actually shot a we had a documentary class and we shot a documentary at the radio station Rollins College Radio they've since removed the station it's gone they uh, got rid of it and replaced it with some like digital system so you don't have to have DJs or hosts I was a little bit d- disappointed and sad but we went down to the station and that's sort of the moment it all started. I got down into the basement radio and we were talking and discussing before that they, this guy and his friend went on to do their show. And then we filmed a little bit of it. And I remember sitting down in front of a microphone. I didn't really want to speak. I didn't know what to say. And of course my voice, my voice was horrible at the time, but I, I remember saying that celebrity is the new religion. And, um, then we had a little conversation. I didn't say really anything, uh, but that was about it. And then we ended up, we left the station that day. And I remember, uh, Dimitri, the, the guy that was hosting the show, he ended up contacting me and said, Hey, do you want to come back and do more shows? So I started going in to do shows and then fast forwarding a little bit. I, I think it was, it was over a weekend. Um, which is when we normally, we had the shows on the weekend, uh, early morning, Sunday morning, six to 8 a.m. I remember going to a, an event in, uh, in Florida. And uh, I think it was in, I think it was in Orlando. It was at the Orlando Convention Center. And they had a, it was a presidential debate. And I went to the presidential debate because I wanted to, I wanted to see if I could um, listen to Ron Paul speak. I liked Ron Paul and um, Ron Paul, uh, I ended up, did get I did get to meet him and I remember driving home that night trying to call my friend because he was a big fan of Ron Paul and then I got the message the next morning that my friend Dimitri had actually passed away in a car wreck that morning and that, that was the reason I couldn't get a hold of him to go to the event and so that was kind of shocking. That was the first time someone I, I knew, you know, very close that wasn't family, uh, died and died in a very strange way his car got hit by a motorcycle it's hard to believe but his car got hit by a motorcycle his the actual the driver's side got hit by the motorcycle and it it rolled his SUV it was very very strange but i guess the angle that he was turning and the speed that he was going the motorcycle it just happened and uh, it rolled his car the motorcycle driver actually survived and of course, insurance is largely a scam because he had insurance. The motorcycle driver didn't have insurance, but his insurance paid for the motorcycle driver's medical, and the funeral was left up to tens of thousands of dollars for his family to pay for. So that was like the first time I realized, oh, insurance is just a giant scam. So I, uh, after that, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I thought, oh, the, I guess the radio's over. Not that I was really doing anything at the time, anyway. And I. I got a. I actually got a call from the radio station and they said, "Do you, are you going to try to continue the show? Because they knew that he had died and he had done it for several years and they wanted to, you know, it's a college radio station. So most of the people that would, would were doing shows, it was like in the middle of the night, they were just smoking weed and playing music. And a lot of times people didn't even show up. You know, people are high, people are drunk, it's college kids, they're out partying. So if somebody stayed on, air for more than a couple of weeks. I mean, it it was really a miracle. So this guy had done it for for a while. And so they said, we'd like, if you want, you can can kind of grandfather the show in and you can take it over. And I said, I thought about it. I said, Oh, okay. I get, yeah. Yeah. Why not? I'll, I guess I'll take it over. And I thought at that moment when I said that to them, that there's no way, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I, I bit off way more than, than I could chew. And that's an understatement because I had a two hour show in the morning. And I had, you know, basically no information, no knowledge, no understanding, no background of anything. I didn't know what to do, what to talk about. When I did do a little bit of radio, it was a very soft voice and I relied on someone else to host the show. I didn't know what I was doing. So I think that's when my obsessive compulsive preparation began because I I started to, I, I got access to whatever, like I went to libraries, I went back to bookstore, you know, the bookstore and I bought Uh, just books that I felt were interesting and I started to read them. And I mean, I had no idea that one day I would call people like Jim Mars, a friend, or I would ever get to interview David Ike several times on the show, or, you know, I never thought the first book I picked up, I didn't buy it, but the first book I picked up by Shirley Andrews would be the first interview that I, that I ever conducted. I never thought, you know, any of those things at the time I had no idea. And I started reading through these things and I, because I had to do the show for two hours on the, on the, on the weekend, I didn't know what to talk about. So I, I started reading and researching and going into the station. And at at first I would do these shows where I played, it was like playing very low music the whole time. Like I'd play really low music in the background. So you'd hear kind of like a, Throughout the whole, like the whole time I was talking, and I, I don't like that now. I th- I thought at the time that kind of sounded good, and I realized no, that doesn't sound good at all. But I was I was learning. I had to learn. You know, this was like 2011, uh, and I still did a little bit of that 2012. Even in the 2013, there'd be some shows we just kind of have music, you know, in the background or something. Not this kind of music. I actually was playing uh, Tycho and Emancipator. And I didn't know that those were, uh, those were. I didn't know anything about music. I didn't know those were super popular songs until I went to a, a vegan cafe one day and they were playing it. And I thought, "Oh, these hipster, vegan, hippie people took my music. And then I didn't realize I actually took their music. <laughs> but the um, let's see if I can find one of those old bumpers. This is what I used to play on the show. If I still have them, I think I still have them here on my would be on my iTunes I don't actually maybe if I maybe I search for it this iTunes is so old okay there's still some stuff on here so like stuff stuff like this that's what we would, would play you know six 6 to eight a.m Sunday morning college radio station and yeah, people like that kind of stuff so we play that a lot of that in the background. But I ended up, get, I got out of that habit is, is the point. And I started to learn a lot more. And I, I just, all these firsts, I remember all these firsts, I remember getting a call one morning, nobody else wanted to really do, do the radio show consistently. These were college kids. And I, I was a college kid too. I was going to film school down the road. I wasn't going to that college Rollins, but I would get calls that would, um, that would provoke, you know, uh, provoke, uh, an opportunity. And they'd call me and ask me, hey, someone called out. They don't want to do their Wednesday morning show. Do you want to do it? And I said, absolutely, let me do it. So I would, I remember this one Wednesday I went in and I didn't know what to talk about because it was, I was, it's, I spent all week preparing for one show. And this was like in the middle, like Monday, Tuesday, they're like, someone called out for Wednesday. Do you want to come in to do the show tomorrow? And I thought, well, I'm not even done preparing for my show next week, let alone tomorrow. And uh, so I go to the station I have this book with me and I'm looking at like the Uh, pyramids of Giza and I'm looking at other megalithic structures and I decided let's just do a show on that, you know, talk about what's the main theory behind it and all that. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm very young at the time. So this is, I'm like 19, 20 years old. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing or what I'm talking about, but I remember doing the show and I remember getting this call from somebody who's at the university. They're a professor and they tuned in and they heard me talking and they said, I just remember picking up the phone, you know, there's 91.5 FM WPRK. And they said, you're wrong. Now, mind you, this is a professor. They said, you're wrong. And I'll never forget this. It's so ingrained. It's so like burned into my brain. I said, excuse me, wrong about what? And I'm, 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 a, I'm a very, I was a very timid person. Very shy, very timid. But I remember asking, like, well, what am I like? Sincerely, like, what am I wrong about? Like, like a child asking, like, well, what did I do? What, what am I? What am I wrong about? This guy said, I'm a professor. You're wrong about the pyramids, and it was confusing to me at the time because I thought wrong about the pyramids. What? It's just like such a finite statement. I was like, what? I said to the guy, what? What exactly am I wrong about? He's like, all of it. I, I said, well, I've been talking for like an hour and a half. What? What am I wrong about? I'm talking about the the, the log theory. And, uh, you know, rolling the the stones on logs, which makes no sense uh, for a lot of reasons. But I said, I've, I've talked about that. I also talked about, you know, uh, these more mystical theories of like putting some kind of substance on the stones and levitating them, which maybe that's what he was talking. He said, no, you're just wrong about all of it. That's not how the pyramids were built. And I was like, are, are you like, do you teach a class about that or, you know, what's going on? And he ended up, he, ended up hang, he hangs the phone up on me. So. That was one of the first tastes of, I, I I honestly don't know what I would call it, just someone being upset and angry over discussing different ideas. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what it was. So this guy, he, he, he hangs up on me. I just have these very vivid memories of these things. So he hangs up on me, and that, that was about it. But turns out, and I wish that my... My friend Mike D could could have joined us tonight because he remember the, remembers this story so well. So this is basically what happened. This is how the secret teachings became what it is. This is how I became a little bit jaded, I guess. I I got a I got a call one day. We had a we had a manager at the station. He was cool with what I did. And we started getting these emails from people, kind of like the professor that called, and people were it was like one or two a month. So it was like four shows a month. So we get one or two a month and most of the feedback was really good feedback, but we got this one email and I still actually say I saved it. It's on my, uh, it's on my iPod. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's on my iPod here. Old, old iPod. You take care of stuff. They really last. least these originals. So I got this email. I've got a copy of it right here. I think I saved it. Yeah, I totally did. Okay. So this, <laughs> this was so many years ago. Um, this was yeah. So this was an email that was sent directly to the to the station, and uh, so I had started on Sunday. I ended up doing a Thursday show, and then I was doing fill-in shows. So this was in two, This was 2012. It says in addition, this was sent to the uh, the <laughs> sent to the the uh, the station manager Clark Sprinkle was his name, and I don't know who the guy the guy that sent it. I won't give out his email. His name's not in there. But okay. so he sent this email. It says, in addition to his usual convoluted, incomprehensible ramblings, today he was parroting the sovereign citizen nonsense, apparently in complete ignorance of the fact that this originated as a white supremacist ideology. So in 2012, I was already being called a white supremacist. So then he quotes the movement is rooted in racism and anti-Semitism and then links to the. Southern Poverty Law Center. <laughs> and then I got others that, that came in like that. I, I got to read that again. It's so funny. In addition to his usual convoluted, incomprehensible ramblings, today he was promoting the sovereign citizen nonsense, apparently in complete ignorance of the fact this originated as a white supremacist, supremacist ideology. That was April 26th of 2012. So that was, <laughs> that was 10 years ago. That was when I was st- sort of starting to find my footing because I was getting, you know, professors that would call in and say those kinds, but everybody else like loved the show. And listening back, I don't know how anybody even listened to the show. I'll, I'm gonna play you some of it here in a second because I felt like I was just just horrible. My voice was terrible, but th- this is the kind of stuff that was happening. And I remember that show. I didn't even know what well, was Sovereign Citizen. All I was talking about, I think, I think it was on that. I don't see some of these shows aren't recorded, so a lot of them were. A lot of them were. I didn't have really, I had a computer then, but I didn't know how to record things. And I was very technically illiterate. So we did have a recorder in studio. So I'm not sure if that show is, is recorded or not. I'd have to go back into my archive and look. Uh, But again, April 26, 2012. So yeah, it's, it's probably in there somewhere. So I remember that show, I think I was talking about like, you know, what exactly is money? And what exactly does it mean to be a citizen and it was stuff that I, th- I think at the time I didn't know who Jordan Maxwell was, but I had learned a few things from Jordan Maxwell. And the thing is, when I was discussing these things on radio, I didn't really have a point of view that I was trying to impress upon the audience. I was just learning new things and I was fascinated. So I just started sharing things. I didn't care if it was pyramids or money or what words meant. I just wanted to share things with people. And that's when I started to learn. Not just that professor, but I started to learn that, well, not everybody likes it when you share a point of view that even if it's totally objective, uh, I'm not saying I didn't have things that you know I believed, but I was learning so much new stuff I wanted to share it. But when you share things that don't fit in with the narrative, even if it's just an idea or a thought, apparently people get really angry at you. I didn't know that. I had no idea. You know, I, w- I went to high school in West Virginia and i did i did i i don't i didn't know that i didn't know people got really angry at you for having another point of view even if it wasn't your belief so i learned that <laughs> and if you're looking at the time we're skipping this break we're going through the whole hour if you're just joining us this is the secret teachings it is a special 3 hour edition of the show tonight because this is my anniversary show this weekend was my anniversary the first time i ever spoke on radio goes back 12, 13 years. I started to get into knowing sort of how to do radio 10 years ago. That's the story I'm sharing with you now. That's the point on the timeline. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more, and, and we're going to rapidly progress to today's radio because we've got half hour, and then we have uh, someone who gave me a, a break in radio. Uh, Joe Roop is going to come up at the top of the hour or the bottom of the next hour. And then I have a friend of mine, uh, he was a listener for about a year, and he lives here in Tucson. He's actually going to be joining me in studio for the show tonight. So we've got a lot of the secret teachings coming up. And if you're listening in the archives, it'll only be, it won't be just be three hours, it'll be three hours and 40 minutes. Three hours and 40 minutes of radio tonight. Um, so it's a lot of radio, but three hours here on the network. This is Ground Zero uh, Aftermath FM, Talk Stream Live, Paranormal Radio app, secretteachings.info, our website. You can listen there, or of course, you know, on the radio podcast players. Uh, if you want to, like to, you want to email me, rdgable at yahoo.com. So, as I'm learning all those things, I started to get involved in groups like uh, Libertarians for Ron Paul, and I got involved in groups like We Are Change. And once again, I learned very quickly that people don't like to think outside of the box and certainly don't like to hear other points of view. So basically what happened was I had a I had gone to an event. This was while I was on radio. And I went to an event uh, with Richard Gage. And I remember I got some bumper stickers at that event. This was in Daytona Beach. And I remember driving back to Orlando and I remember putting one of those bumper stickers on my car. It said, Investigate the Evidence, 9-11. And somebody ripped it off my car and crumbled it into tiny pieces and ripped it up. And then they like rubbed it into my windshield. <laughs> I, I, at the time, I was I was stunned that people would act this way. So I was learning. Well, I guess professors don't like to think outside the box. And some people think that if you have a different opinion, you're an anti-Semite or a white supremacist. Uh, that was in 2012. The email I just read you. And uh, apparently if you put bumper stickers on your car, you know, that people don't like, they rip them off and crumble them up and rub, rub, <laughs> rub the glue into your, your windshield. Now at the time I was upset about these things and I, I've learned to find a lot of humor in them because I realized how immature those people were. I mean, obviously if somebody, I saw someone ripping a bumper sticker off my car today, I'd, you know, I'd body slam them, but Back then, I, I mean, I was upset, but I, it's like I didn't understand what was going on. I don't know if it was because I was coddled as a child, or I was—I—I was—I was kind of like censored as a child, or I grew up in a very censored household. I didn't think I did, so I didn't know what was going—what <laughs> was going on. Why people reacted that acted and reacted that way. So fast forwarding, uh, 2014, I did a show with uh, Shirley Andrews, and she was the first book, or she wrote the first book I ever picked up in a bookstore. It was in 2014. Uh, and this was a year after, in 2013, I actually changed the name of the show, which was The D Show, to The Secret Teachings after that book by Manley Hall, which I was starting to work through. It took me like two years to read it. Now I can I read that book in a month. But it took me time to work through it. And I, I ended up deciding, I think, I want to call the show The Secret Teachings. I like that name. So March 2013, I changed the name to the uh, The Secret Teachings. I have a little sample of... 2013 here. And then I have a sample of the first interview I ever conducted with Shirley Andrews. And I'm pretty sure that my friend Mike D was with us uh, during this interview. And then well I'm going to play it just a second of these clips. And then I want to tell you a little bit more about how the show progressed to where it is today. So this is like, and this is, this is embarrassing for me because I don't like the sound of my voice and i really didn't become professional at radio till like 2006 15 16 so this is before that this is like um, this is like high school basketball or you know maybe college basketball this is before i got into the big time in radio so this is a little sample this was me and a friend of mine named nick who uh older friend of mine i got along with people that were a little bit older than me because they tended to have more open minds so i'd I uh, met Nick at a, at a radio station uh, at WRSO, which was a CBS radio, and we got along real well. Um, he ran a, a, a real estate school, a real estate license, so I got my license. I actually taught a little bit at his school, and uh, then I we ended up doing radio together. So here's like a tiny sample. This is from March 31st, 2013 or playing with the child in their dreams wow. and they had to wake the child up or they would lose their soul. The soul- so hold on. So you see that music? So I had music playing. This... This might have just been one segment I had music playing. ...would be consumed by Lilith. She also is the temptress. She tempts men with pleasurable desires yes. and things like that. Yeah, but uh, I, I
0: really don't want to get you too off for track again. But,
4: uh-huh. but you know, when I hear that, Lilith, Lilith had left Adam because she didn't want
0: to have she, sex with him a certain way. She refused
4: to... to uh, See, that was... <laughs> I, can't, just, like, I can't play any more of it. It just sounds so bad. I don't know what my voice was. I don't know if my voice was like vocal fry or if it was it it sounded very flamboyant like a, a, a like a gay guy who has vocal fries. What my I think what my voice sounded like at the time I did not like the sound of my voice but that's that's what it was the news reports right, right, were right. it's just crazy yeah. stuff yeah that is let's get to something that's taking place today easter net easter mm-hmm. A little Christians easter show celebrated easter on the jewish holiday of passover okay so so i, I i've been doing this for 13 going on 13 years and uh, professionally like seven. And the secret teachings has been around coming up this March for 10 years. And uh, this was when I first started the secret teachings. This is one of the first shows I did uh, called a cult Easter. Now, I mean, if you want to go back and listen to these shows, like, I mean, if you, if you could stand the sound of my voice, it's, it's just so bad. It's so bad. It sounds like a gay guy who has vocal fry. That's what my voice sounded like a lot different than today. Uh, so anyway, a year later, uh, I ended. I ended up interviewing Shirley Andrews. She was the first uh, author of the first book I ever picked up when I started to read and learn about things. Because I had to cover a two-hour radio show, I didn't know what to do, so I just read obsessively until I until I learned. I didn't want to be unprepared like I was in, <laughs> when it was in high school. Uh, let's see if we can find some of that.
6: Is less st- is stable. Things go up and down. They put a cross So across this
4: 2014.
6: North Atlantic cable down, and it went up like 20 or 25. No
4: music in the background. And, and I, I got out of that business.
6: Years it went up and down a whole lot. I mean, where the Pacific isn't isn't so much that way. And things in the Pacific are temples. You'd see them one day from an airplane, and you look down. You go the next day to find it. it's gone.
4: And it's gone. Well,
6: there was a big storm, and the sand covered
4: it up. Well,
6: this in the Pacific, these ruins are there.
4: So Atlantis and Lemuria, two different cultures, two different kinds of people. And you mentioned Moo. Moo is another name for Lemuria, correct?
6: Right, right. You know, there's a really fun, this is from Irish folklore.
4: Okay, so there is just a sample. That was 2014. Now, my voice sounds a little bit better there. And there's no music. I got out of the, the, the music business. I didn't play music anymore. This was 2014. This was May. 2014. So I got out of that and I, the music, and then I think the show got a little bit better in 2014. So then around 2014, uh, in 2014, 2015, some something around there, um, we had this new guy, and this is why I wish my friend Mike was here, damn it. We had the news, this new guy that took over the radio station from Clark Sprinkle, and uh, his name was Ron Shearer. And uh, Ron Shearer not Ron Patton. Ron Patton's a cool guy. Ron Shearer. Rollins College Radio. He takes over the radio station. And his goal is to digitize everything. So already, I'm I'm up in arms about it. I'm upset about it. So Ron Shearer comes in, and he does not like my morning radio show. He goes so far as to that the guy was actively attempting to sabotage what I was doing. So he would one time he call, he comes into the studio and he tells us there's a gas leak you got to leave there was no gas leak let's put it simple he comes into the studio another time you can't curse like while I'm on air and i, I turning around i, thought, I said i said curse I'm, I'm i'm nobody cursed i'm talking about i don't know what it was i was talking about i don't know aliens <laughs> And I, I said, I didn't curse. Oh, well, we got to shut it down. We shut it down. We just can't have cursing. Like I didn't curse, though. See, this is why when I started to get really upset. Now, long story short, this guy was promoted from the film department of Rollins College. I went to a different school for film, by the way, if you didn't catch that. But this guy was promoted from the film department to the radio studio, radio station. And he became the manager. And the guy turns out... To be the same a-hole, I'm just going to say it, who called into my show years before and said, no, you're wrong about the pyramids because I'm a professor. It's the same guy. So this guy must have had a grudge. He gets a job at the station just to get rid of my show. And get rid of it, boy oh boy, did he end up getting rid of the secret teachings on 91.5 FM. So long story. he might have even been the guy that sent the... (laughs) that sent the the sovereign citizen email the white supremacist email those couple years before so i want you to just think about this with me this is a little bit of a background on the secret teachings i'm i'm in so the studio is like in a basement right and i have to come down and you after a while they installed a buzzer system so you had to like buzz yourself in The, the the previous host who was just leaving had to let you in and that's how they prevented people from just walking in and out. And there were a lot of people doing drugs and other stuff down there. I'm sure people having sex down there or something. So it was okay. I understood that they installed like a locking system. Uh, so they installed that. And uh, this guy, this new, pro- I, he wasn't a producer. What was he? He was, he was just like a radio, radio manager. He wanted us to start signing in and signing in our guests. And that, that all made sense. I, I understood that. I was cool with that. But one morning I, I came in. And uh, Mike D was with me and I had I had put up a flyer on the cork board and it said and I didn't I don't understand graphics. I'm not a graphic designer. All I did was take like an image from the Internet uh, and I, I it was like a an I of providence and I put listen to the secret teachings 91.5 FM WPRK uh, the, the best in basement radio and I put it on the wall of the cork board and I come in. And we're walking by and Mike D says to me, turns to me and he says, he said, what happened to the flyer? And I said, Oh, I put it up. I don't don't know. Maybe somebody took it down or we didn't get approval or something. So for some reason, we just, we looked in the garbage can and someone had ripped our flyer down and crumbled it up and put it in the garbage can. Now there's nothing offensive on the flyer. It's the eye of Providence. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, the eye of God, the eye of raw. I don't know what's offensive about that, but somebody ripped it off the, the thing and threw it in the garbage. And I, now, I mean, I guess I'm still naive at the time. I'm still thinking this like 2014 into 2015. Come on, people aren't that nasty and aggressive and mean over something they don't like. Right. A lot different than my perspective today. And I hope you, you get an idea of who I am now because of the the professor, you know, a hole and <laughs> ripping of the flyer down and the, the nasty name calling emails when I'm just sitting there in the morning thinking I'm really tired, but let's talk about how these temples were built because i have no idea. So we realized someone had ripped it down. So then we were like, okay, let's let's experiment. Let's put up some, some other flyers. So we put up some other flyers. It's so funny. We put up some other flyers uh, and uh, well they got they got ripped down too. And uh i had i had put business cards out, okay? I'd put little I just, I had made them. I didn't know how to, I didn't, you know, Vistaprint, I don't think was a thing. Maybe it was, I didn't, I I wasn't savvy on the internet. I don't know. I was very sheltered. I'm, I'm finding as I tell this story, but I printed out these cards. I got a template and I made a card that had like the eye of raw or some had a flower of life. It said the secret teachings and it gave the name of the station and I cut them. I made, I physically manually cut them. They were like little pieces, little pieces of paper and I had a stack of them there on the on the bookshelf when you walk into the studio, which was right next to the corkboard, and somebody get this somebody took those cards and they drew penises on the back of all of them and they taped them to the manager's door. Same guy, the same Ron Shearer guy. So he comes in and he's furious as you could imagine. I honestly, sincerely didn't do it. And if I were, if I was going to do something like that, why would I use my own cards? So he comes tearing into the studio studio, and he says, he says, he's like screaming. He's fury. Who put these on my door? This is your card. You had to do this. And I remember saying to him, and I wasn't as assertive as I am now. This was like eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. I remember saying to him. Like, Ron, why would I draw penises on the back of my own cards and then tape them to your door? That doesn't make any sense. You can see the real Ryan is starting to blossom here. I'm getting upset because I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I certainly wasn't doing anything that was offensive. I was just talking about things and people were getting upset that I was discussing them. I said, why would I put penises on my own cards? I was like, if I was going to draw penises, don't, don't you think I'd use someone else's cards or someone else's paper so he, he's so furious. He gets so many, rips them all down. He's like, you're not allowed to, you know, put your cards out anymore. And so fast forward a tiny bit, a couple of weeks, couple of months. And I remember we had, we had to go to these radio meetings, right? So we get a lot of the radio hosts. There were just a handful of people that did shows that were talk shows mixed. Some of them were mixed with music. So we're in the basement. In this studio, we had a CD library room with a couch and a table, and uh, we're in there, and he was the Ron Shearer guy, the uh, the manager, he was trying to transfer all that music to digital. So we're in the room, and he's got his little setup there, and he's sitting at the table, and we're having a meeting because people are doing vandalous things at the studio. I'm getting blamed for things I didn't didn't do, and I I'll never forget this. As the... As the meeting's wrapping up, we were discussing like FCC rules and regulations, and and what you could and couldn't say, and couldn't and couldn't do, and what and you know what was considered acceptable, and then there's safe harbor at certain times of the night, and because our show like borderlined on safe harbor into non-safe harbor, so like the first hour was safe harbor, and the second hour was not. So we we were kind of in the middle of that, and we were discussing it, and I remember Mike D, Mike D says something about Howard Stern. And something about how the FCC came after Howard Stern. And I personally, I don't like Howard Stern. And I didn't really like him at the time. But Mike D was telling the manager this. And the manager looked at him and said, the FCC never came after Howard Stern. And Mike D's a little bit like me. Okay, Mike D can be, he can come in hot sometimes. And Mike D's like, what do you mean they didn't come after Howard Stern? He's been fined. They've invested. What are you talking about? So they get into like an argument. And I don't know exactly how long it was after that, but I'm doing a show um, with Mike D uh, a couple of weeks, I suppose a couple of weeks after that. And some of this might be a couple weeks or a couple months off, but that, you know, I'm just trying to remember this as best as I can. So we're doing a show and we're talking about this was on it was Labor Day. And we're talking about, it was like news, like lo, like local news and international news and national news and just news articles. We were just talking. And this guy comes into the studio at freaking like 6.15 in the morning with his pop collar polo and his tan, you know, bougie shorts and sandals and tells us that we were... Doing something wrong he was wait this guy was waiting in his car to run into the studio to berate us at six something in the morning that's this guy was psychotic so a couple weeks later I'm in the studio Mike D's a few minutes late and uh, they had installed that lock on the door so the lock was um, gonna, obviously going to prevent anybody from coming in I had to go and unlock the door for Mike when he came to the studio He'd Call me so Mike's a few minutes late and this Ron Shearer comes in and says, look, stop, just stop the show. Stop. You can't do it. You can't do the show. No explanation. No reason. And long story short, we end up having this like 45 minute discussion. M- m- mind you, there's like dead air. He'd rather dead air. And he said, we would play anything. And I said, so you'd rather there literally be dead air than my show playing. So, we're discussing and he's like, you, you say you say things that are offensive. You play things that are that are illegal. And I said, what am I playing that's illegal? Said, You're playing presidential speeches. That's a that's a copyright infringement. I said, no, it's and I had printed out a copy of the FCC rules and regulations. I actually still have them here in my little studio box. I've got a box of files here in studio uh, with just old paperwork. And I had I'd read through all the regulations literally because I was getting sick of this guy. And I showed it to him and I said, it says right here, public officials, I can play their audio as long as I'm not taking it from a movie or something where they've got music and other stuff over it. But it's a public official. I can play it, Ron. And he says, nope. And he looks up in the air with his eyes closed, says, nope, can't do it. And I said, but it says here in the rules. He said, well, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't tell you what the law is. I said, well, well you are. You're, selling, you're saying that what I'm doing is illegal, that you could be fined, the station could be fined. But then when I show you that it's not illegal, you tell me you're not a lawyer. You don't know. So you don't know if what I'm doing is illegal. That was the morning that I was kicked out of the studio. I was banned from the studio. And I was told that if you step foot back, and this was just by the the manager, if you step foot back on the property of the radio station, which was the school, you know, you will be arrested. This is what I was told. It's this is like eight years ago. I'm talking about aliens and pyramids. What exactly am I doing? That is, it's so offensive. This guy's hearing curse words. He's arguing with us, telling us things in reality didn't happen. He's waiting in his, his car to come in and berate us for playing, you know, a clip of, you know, John F. Kennedy or something clip of, you know, Eisenhower and his farewell address. So I was, vi- I was visibly and emotionally shaken. I, I, I was just starting to find my voice and I didn't know what to do. So this was like 2000 late 2014. You know, I don't know if I have another show clip. I got it. Well, actually I have a bunch of them here. Hey, this is actually one of my favorite shows I ever did uh, with uh, uh, M Don. No, not M Don Shorn. Excuse me. uh, DM Murdoch. She was the author of the Christ conspiracy and uh, she passed away a few years ago, but, See if we have. Why
5: is that the date of the birth of the sun? And in reality, it's the S-U-N.
4: So that's her. It's the S-U-N, not the S-O-N. It's- of Christmas or Christmas, Saturnalia, as I've talked about on the previous week's shows. The last three weeks, we've really got into, I think I had a cold that day. Uh, that was uh, December 2014. So you, the music was gone, the background, I was... It was like six months after that Shirley Andrews interview. So that was with DM Murdoch. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what to do cause I was just finding myself. You can tell the show is getting a teeny but teeny tiny bit better. And, uh, Mike D he reached out and then we had them reach back out to us to the dark matter radio network or art bell had come back and couldn't say it was dark matter. It was, it was Keith Rowland radio network. So we go on there and we're on there for a while. On dark matter for a while, and we started to get emails from Keith Rowland kind of similar to the old radio station WPRK. There was a stint, by the way, we were at CBS, but it wasn't very long, and it was too expensive and too time-consuming, and just for an hour show, you know. So it was it was a lot. I did a show on vampires on CBS, and they didn't like that, (laughs) so (laughs) I I left that studio too. That was by choice so we're on dark matter and the show's a little bit better this is 2015 same day actually i mean these were blatant holographic projections that was actually the uh, the ufos in china probably i was talking about and then i had
0: you're absolutely right scott uh yeah dude they was I, I, scott walder was on logic with these academics but in
4: science, from a modern perspective so I, there, there's a, it's, it's an idea. It's an idea. Okay, it's 2015. So I'm starting to get to the point where i become more professional. And uh, we were on Dark Matter. And we started to get these emails from Keith Rowland telling us that what we're talking about is, is unproven. It's unfounded. It's slanderous. It's libel. And what, what we were discussing was uh, the Vatican and human smuggling rings and child sacrifice and all this kind of stuff. And we were told that's not true. And I always would tell Keith, well, Keith, I'm not just making this stuff up. I'm reading like mainstream news articles. You know, I've read about the Franklin cover up, uh, the Finder's cult, Uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. That's right. I knew about Jeffrey Epstein then. And I was talking and nobody wanted to hear it. Not that I'm special. Other people were talking about Epstein long before I was. And we were told, you can't do that. It's offensive. We could be sued. I was talking about the royal family, British royal family, coburg Gotha. And finally, I we actually got another email from Keith. And he's like, oh, you can't talk about the TSA. They don't hire pedophiles. And I was like, Keith, here's a congressional report where it says they hire uh, pedophiles, like literal pedophiles, sex uh, abusers, uh, sexual assault, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I sent this stuff to him. I, I showed him, like, this is what I'm in congressional reports. Um just mainline news. And he said, well, I'm going to have to start screening your show. So he starts screening my show and he, he gets, he gets, he comes back to me and he says, "Um, if you don't start limiting or eliminating your, the talking, uh, the segments that you're talking about, this kind of stuff, we're going to have to either, you're going to have to censor it or you're going to have to go. And I have the email signed by him and art bell that said, if you don't censor yourself, it's gonna your show's gonna be gone. We can't have this talk on the radio because you know what happened to Art Bell and his son and molestation and all that. And so I remember doing a show one day where I did. I, there was a radio host in Florida who got um, he was involved in some kind of like sexual child abuse thing, and I just read the article. And Keith said, "That's it. You just couldn't keep your mouth shut, could you? Uh, your show's gone." He's like, if you agree to censor yourself in the future, we may have a place for you. But right now, we can't have that on this network. That's right. Keith Rowland, as much respect as I had for Art Bell, I still love Art Bell. I don't, have any, I don't have any beef with him, but they signed an email. You cannot talk about human sacrifice, child, even if it's historical, child sacrifice, human trafficking, child trafficking, the Vatican, the royal family, Jeffrey Epstein. You can't talk about any of that stuff on this network. Let's fast forward to today. I ended up getting booted from Dark Matter and I was picked up by l and Radio, which is uh, Michael Vera. And I was over there for several years and I ended up leaving. The Art Bell drama came back when Heather Wade came on to l and and the Neelys, there's a couple of people, Katie and Daryl Neely, they were helping run the day-to-day. Uh, they ended up being con artists and they ripped the network off of a lot of money. And uh, my show, I just felt I was there for so long. It was like four and a half years or something. I was there. They just didn't respect what I was, respect me. Or, you know, they were just throwing my show around whenever and wherever just to get this other woman in here and who eventually quit. So I left them and I ended up going to the Fringe FM with Joe Root. And I was there for three years and got an opportunity now to come to Ground Zero which said, you know, Ground Zero, they'd asked me before if I wanted to come over. And I said, no, I'm loyal to the fringe. And then some technical things at the fringe. And, I, and, and it was time to move on. And I moved on to Ground Zero. And here I am today. That's, that's basically what happened. Uh, here are some just little tiny samples of the show. This is 2016. My computer. Well, what the hell's a supercomputer? I mean, when computers first came out, those were pretty super. But we've developed a supercomputer. as 2016 i want to try to play just a little bit of like every year you hear my voice change Um, especially from from 2017 is that Muslims even in the Quran there's several uh, several sections of the Quran I think there's at least two or three that I've seen because I have a Quran and I've read it unlike people that burn it just like the Bible and don't want to read it I've read That's 2017 and then 2018 it starts to get a little bit better the voice I think it's better It's a little bit better as it goes. can be awoken by the distinctive sound of their baby crying. This 2018, early, early 2018. And then let's go to 2019. Individuals that are no different than us. Individuals that they might be really nice people. So you can see it's getting it's getting better. And then we jump to, you know, to the recent shows. And it sounds a, a whole lot better now. I know this is, was a recent show we did here on Ground Zero. Listen to the secret teaching understand why it's so difficult for people to grasp this. Yeah, you see so it. Ch- so <laughs> it changed a lot over the years from whatever that was in 2013 to, to what it is today. So that's, that's a little bit of the history of the secret teachings. One other little tiny piece of information is, uh, well, we we were pretty instrumental uh along with so many others, the dark journalist and Stephen Camby and CW Chanter and, you know, a lot of other people, people I'm not even necessarily friends with. I like Stephen Camby and we're friends, but some other people I don't know. We were pretty, we were pretty involved in that whole, uh, Jordan Sather, David Wilcock, uh, Emery Emory Smith scam that they had going. And I got the audio of Emory Smith saying that they threatened him and that they, you know, I, I have that audio on my, my hard drive. I'm not going to pull it up and play it all for you, but you know, talking about the doxing and all that, remember all that stuff. Uh, we were one of the shows that were instrumental in in kind of opening up that uh, that floodgate and exposing those people. So that's the secret teachings. My whole goal here is to well, uh, my whole goal here is to provide you with information. I want you to learn something. I want you to enjoy what we talk about. Uh, I want you to get something out of it. Coming up next is Joe Roop. Joe Roop is one of the guys who gave me uh, more of a professional start in radio. He's going to be with us for a half hour. Then I pre-recorded the second part of tonight's show over the weekend because that was the real anniversary of The Secret Teachings. And uh, my friend Joe, another Joe, will be here in studio with us. So you're going to hear three hours of the show tonight total. And then if you're listening in the archive or if you're listening you know, live and then you want to go into the archive, there's an extra 40 minutes of after show. So it's a lot of show. A uh, lot of people uh, you know, send us good messages. Good luck. Thank you so much. You know, for doing what you do, or I'm glad that you've been around. Congratulations. So, I want to thank all of you who have supported us over the years, not just, you know, buying a book, subscribing, but thank you for supporting what we do, listening to the show in and out every week, every month, every year. I think we're getting better. I think hopefully you heard that in the audio. And I hope you enjoyed this first hour of discussion about the history of the show and uh, what we've been through to get to where we are today. I'm sure I'll think of something I missed, but. You know maybe we'll we'll do it maybe I'll get Mike back we'll do another anniversary show where we actually talk about because Mike has got all these good stories so anyway thank you so much for tuning in to this hour another hour coming up then another hour coming up here on the secret teachings I'm Ryan Gable your host rdgable at yahoo.com our anniversary show tonight 12 13 years of radio I started in 2009 in 2010 I started to do it consistently then 2011 I Did it a lot more consistently. 2012, I took over the show. I changed it into the Secret Teachings in 2013. Then we got kicked out of radio. Oh, there is one other thing I forgot. Uh, People were so offended at the old radio station that security had to contact me and said, "Say for liability reasons, we actually have to escort you to your car." This is a a college radio. These people are just there's drunk kids passed out on the sidewalk, and they have to escort me to my car because what I was saying was so offensive to people. I guess. People were threatening to kill me. <laughs> I just think it's funny in retrospect. Anyway, this is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's a lot more coming up after this. I hope you enjoy the anniversary show tonight. We'll be back normal again tomorrow. Stay with us. There's a lot more after this.
5: If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at the thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit the secretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself.
4: It's a special edition of The Secret Teachings tonight, a three-hour broadcast. Thesecretteachings.info is our website. For those of you who missed the first hour, this is my 12th, 13th year anniversary in radio. And I wanted to do something special tonight. We try to do something every year, something unique. Get a couple of guests on. Maybe try to take some calls. Again, you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Almost 13 years. It's 12, 13 years. We started at the end of 2009 into 2010 and uh, probably got started professionally around 2015, 2016. That was around the time when we left a college radio station in Orlando, Florida called 91.5 FM WPRK. Rollins College Radio, I guess they've since demolished that radio station, which was kind of sad when I went back there to take a look around and they made everything digital and it's all automatic now. There's no DJs, there's no music and anything like that. So they ripped all that out and uh, in the process of leaving that station, we ended up getting picked up by the Dark Matter Radio Network and we were one of 25 shows on that network to, uh, I guess you could say, to get the honor of being on the network with Art Bell. And after we transitioned from there, long story short, most of you know the story, uh, there was another radio host there, Michael Vera, from the l Radio Network, which has since passed away. And uh, Michael Vera is very much alive. Michael Vera is uh, still hosting his show. He let us come onto his network, and we were there for several years. And then we got picked up by another network because of, well... I guess you could say shenanigans at l that revolved around Heather Wade and more of that Art Bell late night radio drama. And at the time, I was doing an afternoon show a couple days a week, and I met this guy, Joe Roop. And Joe Roop hosts a radio show called Lighting the Void, and he also uh, basically hosts, runs, does everything, on a network that some of you probably are familiar with called The Fringe FM. Don't panic. I'm not cross-promoting, and I'm not trying to force other networks down your throat. Don't panic. Joe Roop is here with us this evening because Joe Roop probably gave me, outside of l and uh, one of my um, first official, uh, I guess you could say, professional starts in radio. And so I wanted to bring Joe on this evening to talk with us a little bit about... Uh, Well, this show's been on the air for 12, 13 years. I've known Joe for several years. Uh, Joe, how are you? Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the uh, the anniversary show tonight.
0: I'm good, man. Still trying to recover from the aftermath of Hurricane Ian and, you know, just the craziness of Florida. But paradise comes with a price, you know, nothing's for free.
4: It does. I'm from there. I know very well. If you'd have bought an electric car, though, that hurricane would have went right around you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'm good, man. It's good. I'm good. I'm good. I, and you're still bumping on and doing your thing, man. And I've, I think it's. A, I think what you're doing is amazing. I don't think you're ever going to stop growing,
4: brother. I don't think so either. I, I mean, even if I uh, if I lost all the funding, I lost everything. You know, the subscriptions, the books. I, I think I would still do it just for my own sanity. You know, radio can be very th- therapeutic, can't it?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Especially if you. I mean, I, that's one of the reasons why I got into it, especially if you feel, uh, like society as a whole is, is just kind of a, a twilight zone for you, you know, being able to get (laughs) on the microphone and express everything that you feel and tell your story and talk to people, it's very therapeutic and it's very, uh, vibratory, you know, it's, it's good for you. How long have,
4: how long have you been doing radio?
0: probably, uh, since 20, I would
4: say 2016. So, so six about years six years, but h- half the time yeah. I've been doing it. But see, when, when I started, I wasn't trying to run a network either. So I know that that's like doing a whole another show or maybe two or three additional shows a day on top of your own show. I know that's a hassle probably to have but to brother, deal it, with that.
0: It takes up, yeah, it takes up all of your time and it, and it's hard to get, um, it's hard to make it profitable to sustain it. It's, uh, in fact, running a show is quite more profitable, but you know, I'm always working on trying to fix that. So even the network and the show host where everybody wins and that I've always wanted that, you know, I'm i I'm a team guy,
4: actually. I know that you are. And I, I wish you the best of luck in uh, what you have going on now, especially because you've, you've had to move things around a little bit. And obviously with the hurricane, that's probably slowed you down and, whatnot with the station, but I, I again, I wanted to invite you on the show tonight because back in 2000, what was it, 18? is it 2018 we started talking for the first time? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so And I remember I was living in Tucson at the time, and I was dealing with that Heather Wade drama with uh, the Art Bell, Dark Matter Network, and L&M, and you remember all that very well, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember at the time when I heard your show, I think it only came on uh, like the new editions came on twice a week or something like that. I'm not really sure about the schedule, but when I heard your show, I was like, I don't think like this, this is one of the best guys I've ever heard in radio. There's no way that you shouldn't be doing a a prime time slot or some slot where you're getting more funneled traffic, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really an opportunity. And secondly, uh, the subject matter that you talked about, it fit perfect with pretty much everything I was trying to do, so I thought it was a real blessing to find your radio show.
4: Well, I'm glad you did find the radio show because number one, I think that the ship I was on was sinking very quickly, and although I was aware of it, I guess part of me was sort of denying it because I've. It's like when you move a lot, you know, you have to move your items around, move your couch and your TV and all your clothes, yeah. you get tired of that after a while. And even though radio oh, is yes, just. You did. <laughs> You just you're just basically switching files or streams from one to another. I get tired of moving around. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm glad that at the time you found me because I could have ended up in a, I could have been on a deserted island. Um, but I, I, I think it's almost ironic because the real reason that I had left that network and ended up coming over to your network at the time. And for those of you who are just joining us, a little bit of a history of the secret teachings tonight was because of that drama with Heather Wade. I, I still can't figure out what was going on with that
0: man, I don't even know. Like the parts that I tried to, that I heard, like it just, you know, when you hear something and you know, there's like dramas going on and alternate oh, agendas. yes. Oh, yes. And, and let's, let's just call it for what it is. You know, it's a lot of bull crap. Um, it's not, it's not, um, you can't progress in a world of bull crap. You just can't, it keeps you stuck and you know, it causes problems and like, that's all I got from it. I never knew the truth of it either. I, To be honest, I was more concerned about, uh, you know, uh, you and what was going on with you.
4: Well, for anybody who doesn't know, yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers Heather Wade, but for those of you who don't know, Heather Wade came on to that network I was on and I thought it was so funny because this woman, she comes on the network and they give her my time slot and I had been there for like four and a half, five years And uh, Mm -hmm. then then she comes back and she just well, she kind of disappears and then they give me my slot back. Then she returns again from the dead and they give me her slot or they give her my slot again. It was it's so dramatic. Everything in radio is so dramatic, Joe. I don't understand why it has to be. And and she has like a, a social media hissy fit and. I don't understand. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the Art Bell late night radio. Maybe maybe all radio is not that dramatic. It wasn't that dramatic on the on the fringe when I was on there. Wasn't that dramatic? I don't know what's going on.
0: The only thing that was dramatic on the fringe was how was the station functioning. That was about it, you know. (laughs) Like just trying to get it to function properly, you know. Uh, But um, yeah, no, I get all that, man. But you know, here's the thing about your show and why people love you and why I love you is because you stay true to yourself always. And it doesn't really matter what's going on around outside of you. And I would say that to anybody, you know, if you want to be true to yourself, it doesn't really matter what everybody else is doing or even the world or uh, or some woman that's trying to take their slot. People, it, this lady told me this one time, you know, she called into my show and she said, don't worry, the cream will always rise to the top. So as long as you stay persistent and be yourself, uh, I don't think you're going to have a problem. And that's something I noticed about you from the jump, you know.
4: Well, like I said, if it weren't for you, Joe, I wouldn't be here tonight on The Secret Teachings. And uh, although I had had some issues with uh, Michael Vera before because of all that drama, if it wasn't for Michael, I wouldn't be here. I mean, if it wasn't for Keith Rowland on Dark Matter, I wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for all of the listeners, uh, I I likewise wouldn't be here. So I I owe a huge part of my success, however you decide to uh, define that, when you see me and you perceive what this show is, because I don't have millions of dollars. Uh, but I owe a lot of my success to to you, Joe. So thank you so much.
0: Oh man, you're welcome. It was it was a pleasure, and I hope we always, uh, you know, stay connected in that sense. And you're you're always a good friend to me too. Like you're you've always been a good friend, and I want people to know that too. There's there's a guy behind the radio. He's just like the guy that you hear, uh, but he's reliable. He tells you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> and uh, it's good to have somebody like that. And I think that's another reason why people listen to you.
4: Well, if I may, if I may go behind the scenes a little bit, Joe, uh, you know, we live together. or uh, in the same building, two different uh, apartments in uh, Bloomfield, New York. And I know a lot of radio mm-hmm. hosts just hear me out on this. A lot of radio hosts talk about like GMOs and you know, organic foods and things like that. And then they go and they just, you know, they live their life like everybody else, not thinking about those things. You know, more than anybody else, I stay true to what I say about health and nutrition on air, because I know oh, it it, know, it, anno- it annoyed the hell out of you when we li- we lived up there in New York.
0: Oh. oh, yeah, it annoyed me tremendously. Like, you know, but but at the same time, this is what friends are for, man, you know? Indeed. A friend is, is somebody that's going to say, hey, you know? I don't think you're taking care of yourself very well. Maybe you should do something better. And so, yeah, you know, me growing up uh, as a redneck and not really getting, not so, I mean, I didn't grow up that way, but you still have to take your responsibility in your own hands, you know? So every time we go grocery shopping, you know, I would try to grab some off the rack and you'd be like, are you seriously going to eat that? Like, are you going to eat that? And I was like, was Oh I, my God.
4: Was I shaming you? <laughs> what do they call that? Shaming? Was I food shaming you, Joe? Did you ever feel shame? I shamed? don't think
0: so, man. I don't think you ever shamed me. I think you like to talk about it and you like to, sh- you know, you would pull the cans and stuff off and you say, look, look <laughs> do you know what that is? You know, um, it really wasn't a shaming thing to me. Now I could see how some other people would take it, but, the reason why you feel shame to begin with is because you're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing. And you and some people just want to do it. But there should also be that voice in the air that's like, yeah, it's not good for you, you know?
4: Well, the one thing about late-night radio, if if I can separate that from other kinds of radio, is... When it comes to something like health and nutrition, it's not really a, a a thing. Like nobody wants to talk about that, which is fine. That's cool. If you're not interested, that's cool. no, yeah. no big deal. Even though
0: it's the one thing that kills everybody, it's you know, <laughs> not a thing. But, but yeah. I
4: I always found those things, and you always. And the reason I bring this up, uh, you know, it's a little bit of humor, but also because uh, you were, were always pointing out to me that when I would do a show that was quote health related. Uh, a lot of listeners on the network uh, would stick with the show and previous networks. People had started to, uh, I guess, fall off by 5, 10, 15 percent of the typical audience. But I, but I think it was because we, we explained that something as simple as food is linked to the occult. It's linked to the paranormal. Like think of the mystery schools in Greece and Rome and Egypt. They had a very strict diet or lifestyle in order to be initiated. The same thing. Uh, if you ask uh, any psychic, uh, I've had a psychic on the show, yeah. and she said that it makes it so much easier when you eat very, very simple foods to commune with the other side. I mean, all of it is intimately right. connected.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And, and, you know, I've talked about that. And I even told you, if you don't remember me discussing this with you a while back, um, then, you know, when I got into ceremonial magic, that they specifically instructed you to fast and eat healthy and keep your body with certain things inside of it because a lot of these ceremonies, once you get into them, they're very uh, extensive. You have to focus, your body has to be sound, and the, the earth element is your body, right? So in a sense, the Mystery Schools wanted you to have a healthy, sound body before you started doing any type of energetic work because it was in for your own good, you know?
4: Of course, of course. I mean, it makes just makes sense. I think it's common yeah. sense, really.
0: Well, you, you, yeah, of course, yeah. Go go ahead, ahead. I mean, listen, you can't, you can't eat cheeseburgers and drink Dr. Peppers and, you know, do cocaine and all this other stuff and go expect to invoke anything that might possibly be higher than you and expect it to be healthy. Right. It's not, uh, not, you know, I'm talking about 70% of America. I'm talking about myself. We've all done these things. Right. But the truth is the truth. Right. I mean, it just is. And that's, that's, that's another reason why I like your show, man people love hearing the truth dude and even the people that don't and even the people that get angry at it they'll always come back to hear it again because we always need that voice. you, you see what I mean
4: no, of course of course I mean that's why I mean that's why late night radio for a lot of people is it's not just for the host but for them as well it's therapeutic. you get through all the all the stuff during the day the daytime radio the daytime talk shows daytime news you get to late night radio and that's like the safe harbor. That's usually where yeah. you can talk about and discuss anything. And Absolutely. It helps
0: people. And I tell all the hosts that too. Uh, and you know this, and I, I tell all the hosts, especially the new ones that are starting radio shows, like, uh, I really enjoy watching people grow. And I feel like no matter what struggles we went through to grow the network, watching you grow through the network, it was a, a very successful time, even though you're already successful. But The reason I tell them exactly what you're saying, don't try to be anybody else, be open, be vulnerable. And even if you don't know the truth, be true to yourself about what you don't know and people will love you for it, you know?
4: Yeah. And it's not, that's not to say that you won't get frustrated, upset and irritated because I mean, I look around and I call people up by name I have for years, but I look around, I see these like YouTube channels and other radio shows and podcasts that are Openly disseminating fake, false, BS, nonsense, garbage stories, photographs, etc. I just sit there and I wonder how are these people making like ten thousand dollars a month doing this doing this kind of stuff? And it's not even about it's not even about money. It's just what the money represents. It's energy, and I and, and I guess I kind of understand it because people want to they invest their money in things that they're interested in, so they direct their currency and their energy toward those things so you know the average person we're, we're all fascinated by the mysterious by the unknown by what is behind the veil uh, we all want to lift that veil and look look beyond it uh, that that's why uh, this type of radio is so I mean it's a niche but when you discuss these kinds of things openly uh, a lot of people tend to gather around because as humans we naturally want to discuss what is unseen
1: yeah
0: Yeah, for sure. And I would say people to people that struggle with podcasts and radio and stuff too, that, that, you know, when you come to that realization, well, maybe I have to be fake to make money or whatever. I don't think that at all. I think there's always uh, a different, maybe a different strategy. You know, maybe you should write a book like Ryan does. Maybe you should uh, do a membership thing. Maybe you should offer something uh, extra. But never sell yourself out, right? And look, we all get tempted to do that. I'm not going to say I haven't been tempted. Like, oh, maybe I should do this thing and put this green screen up and whatever. And, you know, uh, that's fine. Like, but I don't like doing those things. So sometimes we got to do things we don't like, but I just don't believe in not being true to yourself in order to make a buck, you know?
4: Well, that's what I'm trying to do here on the show. I'm so glad, I'm so happy, sincerely. That you're, I know someone else like you, Joe, who also does the same thing. You've also seen that in my show. That's why you gave me an opportunity all those years ago when I was on that sinking ship. You put me on a lifeboat and you brought me on board your ship. But uh, if I could ask you this, what do you have any memories of uh, well, whether it's us up there in New York together with radio? I, I remember Halloween a couple of years ago. We did that mm-hmm. festival. We had all these speakers yeah. and that, that was really, really fun. But I wanted to ask you, what exactly is it about the secret teachings that uh, that uh, I guess I get maybe you already said a little bit of this, but what what kind of inspired you about my show? Like what exact I want to know what about the show or what about me exactly like really triggered that I got to get this guy. I'm just curious. Yeah. After all these years, you want me to
0: you want me to build up the ego, egregore of Ryan Gable in your show? Bil- absolutely, do build
4: it. it up, build it up, absolutely. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Uh, that's why I brought I'll you absolutely
0: on. Absolutely, do it. The reason why <laughs> the reason why is because uh, of how it resonated with me. Honestly, it resonated with the vision that I had uh, for the network. Someone that was true, that was going to be honest, someone that knew what they were doing. There's a lot to radio that. I learned that people don't even know, right? It's not just about coming on the air and being yourself. You have to know what you're doing in the processes and the psyche of a listener
4: and all that, and still be true to yourself. You're good at that. You're good at that. And you know, you know, a lot of things I don't know.
0: So there's, there's things that people just do naturally. Let's, let's be honest. Okay. Perseverance can make you successful and you'll always get where you want to go. If you, if you commit, but some people just have a knack for certain things and they're doing what they were born to do. And that's why uh, I wanted you on the network because I needed someone like that as much as I love. And my whole mission is to grow people, right? I needed someone on the network that had natural talent. And that was you, brother.
4: So you don't regret it. Hell no, I don't regret it. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. Then. No. Did you, did you receive any over those, three, four years, we did this stuff together. Did you receive any um, threats, any uh, funny emails? Uh, I still get a lot oh, of man, good stuff. Constantly.
0: Constantly, yeah. What'd you I get? I still get people that, like, that'll email me every now and then because I hear your station ID. It was like, it's Ryan coming back? I thought you guys hated each other. No, 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 You know, people love the drama. And I just look at it and I laugh. I'm like, man, it's funny. No matter how honest you are with people, no matter how upfront you are, they still um, I guess misery loves company, you know, and then you get those emails about, um, how they need your help and there's aliens attacking their brains. I got
4: two of those this week, two of them, two of them. I didn't know there were so many reptilians attacking people. I got two people wanting my help. I don't know how I'm supposed to help them.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And you know what? It could be an entity, right? I do feel sorry for those people, but all I can do is just say, man, you know, I hope you make it out of there. All right. Like I,
4: what can I do? You know, Okay, so, now let, me, um, l- let me ask you this to tear down the egregore. What was something that frustrated you uh, about working with me just out of curiosity is anything that you, that you want to say up front? Cause I'm interested in that. uh
0: no, no. no. Well, there's was nothing it the, that frustrated
4: was it the, me. Was it the, the, the food that I cooked downstairs under the studio? <laughs> I know, I know that did get on your nerves.
0: No, 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 no. I mean, it, it, uh Well, I guess the one thing that I would say, and I would still say to you, um, is you're very, like, you're very, like, regimented, and you stick with what works, and that's what brought you a lot of success, but I still think that there's something inside you that you have more to offer creatively, you know, to change things up on your show, and I think uh, we've talked about that before, and you're like, you know what, I'll, I'll try this, and I'll try that, so, I mean, the small. There was really no like frustration, you know, or something. Oh like, God, I can't stand this or whatever,
4: you know. Not, well, that, not really. Well, that's 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 good to know. That's good to know. I'm glad that. Uh, glad there, there wasn't anything that well, was more pressing.
0: myself, man. You know, every time
4: you would I know you were. I know. Text
0: me or call me. You'd be like, hey, this isn't working. Hey, this isn't working again. Hey, Joe, this isn't working. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to get this stuff fixed. You know.
4: That's, that's, uh, that's what, it that's what frustrated GM me calling you three or four times, three or four times a day. You know,
0: I, yeah. But, but here's the thing. Once you learn, like, even when I was, you know, I did that live past life regression, you came upstairs and did the whole, you know, I, I said, here's a $3,000 piece of software. I'm going to teach you how to run it in five minutes. There's nobody else I could have depended on. And you may, you are very persistent about getting to the truth of how something works, you know? So uh, once you learned it, though, you you were done. You, you had it. So I don't know, man. To be honest with you, I miss the hell out of you.
4: Oh, I miss you too, Joe, sincerely. And again, if it weren't for you and for your network, I probably would not be where I am today. So thank you so much. We've only got a few minutes left here on this segment. We do have uh, more radio coming up tonight, a full three-hour show, not just two, a full three-hour show here on The Secret Teachings. And for anybody who's interested, I know we have a lot of listeners that used to listen to me on Joe's network. Uh, maybe you still, I know a lot of listeners still message me and tell me that they they still listen to to you, Joe. So if anybody's interested, they didn't hear it. We did a, I think it was a five-hour show. Didn't we do a five-hour uh, farewell show? Yeah. And I I, oh, yeah. I think we had a bunch of, uh, we had guests and other radio hosts on. So that show where we talked about uh, everything that went down, five-hour five show, it's in our archive. At thesecretteachings.info, uh, you could scroll through the free archive on like Apple Podcast or one of those players, and probably find it as well. Anyway, Joe, thank you so much for coming on to the broadcast. We got like two minutes left. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share?
0: Well, I mean, other than other than I think what I was I just said to circle back from the beginning. I mean, I think your show's proof of being yourself, and being true to yourself, and being as true as you can to others. Does have value and don't ever forget that. And if there's a show out there that's going to show you that, it's the secret teachings. So just, you know, use Ryan as an example that you could be different from society and everybody else. But if you stay true to yourself and you express yourself, a lot of people will find value in
4: it. Well, that's a great sound clip, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let me ask you one, one, one more question. Um, I know that you practice ceremonial magic. Uh, just out mm-hmm. of curiosity, of all the things that I've talked about over the years, I know that we really agreed on the subject of esotericism, occultism, magic, etc. Uh, what exactly is it about uh, uh, maybe some, some subjects, some topics? Uh, what was your favorite thing that we used to discuss out of curiosity?
0: Oh, definitely uh, definitely the occult. Anytime you told a story about anything in your life, and anytime you talked about the occult was my favorite thing. <laughs>
4: I think that was really the bedrock of our friendship and the foundation of our professional relationship. I don't know too many people that uh, not, not it's not that you just practice ceremonial magic, but you're like a scholar of it too. You know so much about it. And I don't meet many people like that. You know, I tend to meet people or I see things like at bookstores where it's very trivialized and and I don't like the trivialization of it. it. It's, it's not a toy. It's a tool and it can be very dangerous, if, especially if you haven't uh, aligned your centers of self to be able to be consciously aware of exactly what it is that you're doing, I guess, also subconsciously. So I've always appreciated mm-hmm. that about you, Joe. And uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight, giving me a platform in the past. And uh, you are part of the success of this show. Oh, man, thanks for having me on. It means the world. You got it, buddy. Joe Roop, Lighting the Void. Joe, you have a good night. You too, brother. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. There goes Joe Roop. We've got a lot more of The Secret Teachings coming up after this. Tonight on the show, you'll hear from Joe Roop. We also have a very special uh, extra hour tonight of The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info. It is our 12-13 to year, moving on 13-year anniversary show. We've done a lot of radio over the years, and we're going to continue our conversation when we come back from break. Thank you so much for tuning in. More after this.
0: Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings.
3: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan.
0: Hey, this is John Peasy at Johnpeasy.com and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings.
4: So it's taken months, but my new book, Liberty Shrugged, is finally available. Nearly 700 pages with archived images. It will leave you fascinated and wanting more. See, hatred for America and the Constitution is based on misconceptions of history and the rule of law. Charges of racism, sexism, and bigotry don't hold up to history and context. They stem from nullifiers who wanted to replace the Constitution and maintain hierarchy, as with the Confederate Constitution, which aimed to preserve the institution of slavery. But racism was not the foundation of that institution. It was a final justification to defend an institution which had existed forever, and for which Western civilization and colonialism was actually taking steps to end, Africans and Arabs organized slave trading far exceeding anything in the Atlantic, and some continue to this day. Also, a woman's role in household duties was as systemic as a man's role in the legislature or on the battlefield. Indian tribes, when they weren't at war with one another, were choosing sides with the Europeans. See, we can't address history from the air-conditioned seats of a progressive university and pass judgments on men, women, and events that we know nothing about. My book, Liberty Shrugged, attempts to dispel countless historical, cultural, and social myths in order to find an objective understanding of history, the present, and the future. It's Liberty Shrugged at www.thesecretteachings.info. I hope you'll get a copy today for yourself, for your friends, for your family. I think you'll really enjoy it.
6: If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth.
4: This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis and The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. (laughs) This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're
0: listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David
4: Knight with the TheDavidKnightShow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. It would be the final segment tonight, but we are going into a third hour after this segment, a special edition of the broadcast. Our 13th year, well, 12 going on 13 year anniversary. We've been doing radio since 2009 into 2010, and then got professional around 2015, 2016, bounced around from a variety of different networks. Now we are here on Ground Zero dot radio five nights a week, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously not the show that you might have thought you'd be hearing tonight. There's no Bigfoot. There's no ancient civilizations. There's no aliens, antichrist conspiracies or anything like that. But maybe we will talk about some of that stuff tonight. Over the years, one of the things that I've never really done with this show is just sit down without any kind of preparation with somebody in studio and just have a conversation. So I thought we could do that tonight. Before we get there, though, rdgable at yahoo.com is the email and the secret teachings.info, as most of you know, is the website. If you go to the website, you'll find all of our past shows. You'll also be able to find more than just those shows, the recent shows. If you subscribe to the archive, you'll find access to a lot of the very, very old shows, which I kind of want to keep hidden because I just don't like the sound of my voice in those old days. But that is how we started out. And again, tonight, the anniversary of the show, Michael Vera, Joe Roop on the broadcast this evening. Those are two guys that really gave me my start in radio. And tonight I'm going to, uh, well, I guess we'll open the lineup here to a friend of mine here in Tucson, Arizona. His name's also Joe and he's been a listener of the show for a long time. He's in studio. Joe, how's it feel to be in a radio studio? Kind of feels good. It feels
3: good. It's a first time. Thank you for having me.
4: Yeah. Thank you. When you said, uh, why don't we just do an in studio show? I thought, why not? Why not? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Are you having fun just sitting here so far? It's good. Look at All the stuff on the walls. It's <laughs> It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, can you confirm that I'm crazy, a Nazi? What what, what vibe are you getting? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. (laughs) I offend (laughs) everybody. It's offensive to everybody. Well, again, uh, I'm having you in studio tonight because this is our anniversary, and I thought we'd do something kind of special. Not our anniversary. No, no. Let's be clear about that. We're not a couple. We're not holding hands here in the studio. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, have you in studio for something kind of special tonight. We're going to have a third hour, so we'll just have a no-break conversation in the next hour. This is the final segment of the normal two-hour show tonight. I wanted to ask you to start off with, uh, first of all, what is your favorite subject, and how long have you been listening to The Secret Teachings? And it doesn't have to be a subject we talk about. I'm just curious about you.
3: About me, personally, I like the ancient history stuff, and uh, I find that very interesting. I've been listening to you since probably around November, December. Of last year? Last year. Okay, Truck driving overnight, it just it just goes together.
4: That late night no, radio. it does. It does. And you were saying you like the bumper music. It's it's good for late night radio. Yeah, it's good ambience. <laughs> late at night. Well, good, because it's one of the only ones that I found that I thought was uh, workable in the show and also was free, which is kind of hard to find. So, yeah, Can't beat free. You cannot beat free. That's uh, White Bat Audio. They let us use their stuff. Uh, we've gone through so many bumper music uh, uh, selections. We've gone through... So, we, I mean... I, Joe, I can't remember the, uh, the, 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 history of, of the show. I don't know. Is that me? Like, can you remember the history of your job? Like, is it, am I, do I have amnesia or is it just, am I getting older? What do you think it is? I don't remember all the people I've interviewed and talked to over the years. You remember all the truck stops you've made? No. Okay. So it's not just me.
3: Yeah. It's just, it's just time. <laughs> it's just time. There's on, only so much filing space
4: left up there. Sometimes you got to clear out
3: the files. That's true.
4: So you like ancient civilizations. So did you like the Brad Olson show we did last week? Yeah, that was very good. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that one. Have you ever read Brad's books or? I wish I could read. So you're illiterate as well.
3: I'm a functionally illiterate. It's um, part of the dyslexia thing. Okay, okay. That's why I listen to you guys. That's where I get my information. I know there's a lot of people out there that learn more from audio than learning. If I read a couple sentences... There's nothing in there, but if I hear something, it's locked in forever. So you're an
4: auditory learner. Yes, sir. As they, as they call it. Okay. Well, um, I think I'm an auditory learner too. I'm a little bit of a visual learner, but you know, they, they, uh, mix with each other. I think one of the things that makes it easy to, easy to learn is clearly when you enjoy something, right? Mm So, uh, you enjoy ancient civilizations. Do you have more of a, like a, a, a mental storage space for that?
3: A little bit, yeah. a little
4: bit more. Yeah. Just, just out of curiosity, that's why I'm asking. So, uh, it's been twelve, thirteen years we've done this radio show. Uh, is any is there anything in the last year that you've heard that you've really enjoyed that we've done? That moon episode was good. The moon episode. Which yeah. one was that?
3: The one on, uh, like, how the moon was supposedly created. Oh, All yeah. like the
4: Alan Butler, who built the moon stuff. Yeah, and they think yeah. it's
3: like hollow, and it's like a it's a giant space. Well, what do you know about
4: something? that? Tell, tell tell us about that.
3: Just from what you guys talked about and saw that movie uh moonfall that Oh you were yeah, talking moon- about it was it was interesting <laughs> that's
4: one word, yeah, <laughs> yeah, moonfall I think they they basically just took David Ike, Jim Mars, and Alan Butler and then made it into an, a movie and just threw it in a blender and just threw it in a blender and the that's, wall, saw what stuck that's, that's what you got that's
3: but that's Hollywood today anyway. It, Seems like they're running out of stuff to do.
4: Have you noticed that? Have you not? Not just the running out of stuff to do, but there are so many movies that touch on like themes, like or the they're ho- just a remake about the Hollow Moon, or they're just remakes. Yeah. But things that are like, I'm not sure how to explain it. I don't want to say ancient aliens, but things that are conspiratorial, things you hear about on late night radio. Hollywood's like taking that and turning it into films and TV shows because they popularizing think, it more.
3: I think more people are getting into this stuff, so they're trying to. Claim it as their own.
4: So they're pointing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're basically taking uh, possession of it. Uh, they're giving it a new identity and then they are profiting from it. Exactly. Okay, I, 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 I can buy that. That That is what it seems. That's what seems to be happening. It's marketing 101. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, there's one thing I've never really enjoyed talking about, though. I don't know about you, uh, Bigfoot. I'm not a big Bigfoot guy. He could be there, he could not. Is that like low on the cryptid totem pole yeah, for you?
3: I just, you think you'd see one by now, like hard proof, unless Maybe. he like goes through dimensions like some people think.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I had a guy tell me one time he, he left uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken out at rest stops for Bigfoot. I heard stories like that, and I just felt like there aren't really many Bigfoot researchers that seem to be sane. But if he's a primal ape, wouldn't he be more a vegetarian? You would think so. Like a... Uh this, gorilla. This guy said that he liked fried chicken. He liked KFC. I don't know. I just I'm just not interested in the Bigfoot story that much. I don't I don't know why it doesn't interest me. What 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 is it like uh well you got Bigfoot, you've got Skunk Ape, you got Yeti, Sasquatch. Those are those are your four main guys right so. there. Yeah. They're all cousins. They're all they're Hanging all related. Out the trucks
3: up being KFC. <laughs> yeah.
4: I think uh, the Yeti probably has, I'm not asking you this just in general for conversation. I think the Yeti is probably more well-documented than some of these other apes. He's up in the Himalayas, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a lot of, I mean, from my background, what I've read, there's a lot more groundwork and research and loosely I'll say evidence mm-hmm. for Yeti than there is these other guys. I went to the Skunk Ape Research Center down in Florida. It's like a, It's like the size of this room. I drove like two hours. I thought it was going to be like a museum or something.
3: Is it like the one that's out here for the, the thing?
4: The, which every, thing? There's a, every the big
3: pistachio? 50 miles you go, there's a, come see the thing at stop, whatever number it is. Have no,
4: no, I've never been to, to the thing, not John Carpenter's thing. I like John Carpenter's thing, but, uh, no, I saw the pistachio. It's a giant pistachio. Yeah. Did you see that? No. Yeah. It's out near, uh. White sands, if you go out that way. Okay. There's a giant pistachio. Yeah, it's like the size of a three-story building or something. It's huge. That's one big pistachio. I mean, are you driving off uh, off your route to go see these things?
3: No, I I traveled across the country like you did. I'm originally from the Midwest. Okay. And I decided to come out to the Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And it's doing a lot better for me. Just because of uh,
4: actually getting Sunshine?
3: Getting the Sunshine just... Not being in that cold, wet weather. Yeah, six months out of the year.
4: You know, it's miserable. It's depressing. I mean, I, I was oh, very, yeah. I was very depressed living up in New York just for that alone. The weather, the you know, it's cold, it's wet. You don't get much sunlight, or you get that like sunlight tease mm-hmm. about four p.m. in the afternoon for just a split second, then it goes away. Right while it's going down. <laughs> right when it's going down. That's right. I, I I like the desert. You like the desert? I like it. Do you, Do you feel that the desert has like a it has like a, a, a mystique to it or a magic to it. And do you think that it has any relationship to like late night radio because of the Art Bell history?
3: It has something going on. I don't know what it is, but there's something special about the desert. It's,
4: it's very mysterious. I've listened to radio like I like to listen to late night radio. Obviously, I listen to radio uh, in the forest. I've listened to radio on the beach. Something about going out to like the mountain park or the Saguaro National Forest, like the desert with the sunrise and the cactuses and all that. Something different about listening to radio out there. I don't know what it is. I wish somebody could help me figure what that reason is. If you ever figure it out in the desert when the sun's coming
3: up, just right over the mountain. It's like the first sunrise you've ever seen in your life.
4: It's pretty amazing. And we get the sunset like that here almost every night. Both yeah. of them, the sun up, sun down. So what's happening with the, you've lived here longer than me, I think, right? I've been here th- almost four years. Almost, okay, so yeah. so, so you'll, you'll probably know the answer to this question. Why are we getting so much rain? Is that climate change? I don't know. It might be manufactured. Maybe it's months. Is it, it, is it still monsoon season?
3: It's getting pretty late in monsoon season. It's only, okay. I think, the from the 4th of July to the end of August. And we're going in October and we're still getting rain. We had a lot of rain this winter. It's This is the greenest I've seen it since I've been here.
4: I'm I'm looking outside right now. I'm wondering, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the university, what's the university here in town? Is U of A. U of A. So they, they had professor or somebody on the local news, and they were talking about the saguaro cactuses. For those of you who don't know, that's the classical uh, silhouette cactus with the arms. And they were saying that these cactuses or the cacti are, uh, they're, they're, they don't have enough water and it's because of climate change and they're drying up and they're dying. And I look around and I, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cactuses that have uh, maybe they have a disease quote unquote, or they've di- they're dead, they're dying or they're, they have died. But I, I also look around and I see like most of the cactuses I see in town are in like the Wells Fargo parking lot. They're like big corporations where they rip them out of the, the, the real habitat and they put them in a parking lot I think that's why the cactuses in large part are disappearing from the forest. Also, they're manufacturing homes like crazy here.
3: So they go through the desert. They dig these cactuses up, plant them in rows, and then they ship them off and sell them to the Oh, I saw that
4: right over there where the Trader Joe's is. There's mm-hmm. like a whole cacti farm, but they've ripped them out and they've replanted them over there. Because they take a long time to grow. It's 100 years per and arm? They something say about like that? hundred fifty to 100 years
3: an arm will pop out. And then you see some of these going through the monument, like out by my house. And these cactuses are huge. And they got 20 arms on them.
4: They could be 200 years old. I've heard some people around here that they've uh, they've killed their cactus because they've overwatered it. I-, I find that strange. Like, the cactus survives out here because it doesn't have a lot of water. Exactly. It's adapted to that climate, is it not? Not that you're a cactus expert. But... I know
3: mean, cactus rancher, but... <laughs> It's in the desert for a reason. It gets minimum, what I think we get four inches of rain a year here. Is there
4: something like most, that? Under half a, half a foot.
3: And it comes really quick. There's no light rain, it's it just a uh, microburst and then it's gone. So these cacti, their root system, they got like a smaller tap root and then more kind of branch out and they grab that water when it's fresh and hits the ground. But they're also big and round. And they store all that water inside them, which gets them through the
4: drought. And then corporations come along, buy them, rip them out of the ground and put them in their parking lot. And then the local news tells us it's climate change taking the cactuses when it's really Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. I noticed that like the first first week I was here in town. Yeah, of course it is. I noticed that the first week I was in town, I was, because I saw that news report and I'm thinking I've only lived here a week. Okay. And I've, I've seen some sorrows and they're all in the parking lot of these big companies. What, what the hell is going on here? But then they're telling us that it's our fault because there isn't an, there isn't enough water and then there's too much water. And it's just like everything, every, everything that happens in the environment is blamed on climate change. Everything. It's too much water, not enough water.
3: I also heard somebody owns all the water rights to Arizona. To Arizona, Like if you want to dig a well, you need to like pay somebody or get some kind of permission
4: I think there's a couple families that own most of it. I, I don't know much about that, though. But that's, that's the case in Idaho when I lived there. I think it was uh, uh, the Suez, like the Suez Canal, the Suez mm-hmm. Company, they own 70-something percent of the water in the state of Idaho. It was all privatized.
3: You go control the water, you
4: control the people. I mean, it's ideal for life. Especially in places like this, if you have control of the water. And the water here ain't that great. You got to get those pro one water filters. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's not good at all. i mean yeah. my, my water filters. One of them was brand new. The spigot was brand mm-hmm. new and it's already, it's almost like, looks like chalkified shut it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like look at your,
3: your pipes in your houses here. They look like clotted arteries. Just, they get smaller and smaller and smaller and less water comes out. Cause it's just packed full of calcium i think
4: when i moved into this place where we are right now the uh, the faucet in the bathroom it looked like a cave there was like stalagmites and it was <laughs> minerals re- just growing off it. and they never bothered to replace it or the people that lived here before i guess never complained about it like uh, to me that's that's an issue they replaced it when i moved in but yeah, it was uh, really nasty
3: like i like to wash cars and do uh detailing and you have to get a filter for your water
4: when you're washing your car because it just gets spotted so bad I have a water kettle in the kitchen. Same thing. I got a brand new one finally. Cause I've had the other one for like five years. I moved here and it's like within a year it's done mm-hmm. because it's, there's so much, so many minerals that just build up on it.
3: It's weird. Cause when I lived in uh, Wisconsin, the water was like soft water. Mm-hmm. You never felt dry when you got out of the shower and just kept drying yourself off. Like mm-hmm. this water won't go away and it tasted good. And, but not as, you can't
4: uh, drink the shower water here. Can you No. I have a filter on my shower, actually, but it's still, it gets through the filter. When I
3: lived in Detroit, the water smelled like bleach, like chlorine.
4: I mean, that's Detroit. Yeah,
3: it's, it's Michigan. They got a lot of water problems.
4: Yeah, is it as bad as Flint? Not as fl- it's bad not as Flint. As that's Flint?
3: like battery acid
4: coming out of the spigot. I mean, you lived here four years. You were you born in Detroit? Yeah. Okay, I so lived
3: there twenty-one years.
4: Has Detroit? I've never been to Detroit. I've actually never been to Michigan, but Detroit has it gone downhill substantially or is it just a steady decline over decades? It's been
3: going downhill
4: since I think 68. That's well. That's what I think. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. And
3: you know that the hipsters move in and you know, oh, we're going to make the city beautiful. They did try, but it's still
4: Detroit. You know,
3: it's, it's got its reputations.
4: Tucson, what four years you've been here? Has this place declined? Oh, yeah. I feel like it has just Absolutely. in the last six months. I feel like it's declined.
3: I moved here right before COVID happened. And it's really gone downhill, mm-hmm. especially with all the uh, the homeless people. You want to talk about... Uh, most people I've met here in Arizona are very cautious about littering and keeping the environment nice. There's a lot of old hippies here. and But you got all these homeless people, and they're, they're the cause of most of this pollution. I've seen them just shoving trash into uh, sewers and stuff where the water goes off the street right in the
4: gutters. Well, I just was reading uh, earlier today, there's like one it's like 1.5 or something billion plastic face masks are estimated to have already been dumped in the oceans from one time, even two time usage. I believe it. And we're using hundreds of millions of uh, hundreds of millions a day still across Mm. the world. So it's same thing with like the homelessness population, whether these people are on drugs or they actually need help. Some people actually need help. A lot of people on drugs, a lot of people mentally ill. You're right with the trash and, I wonder why the same people that are environmentalists also seem to be pro-use as many masks as you can and pro-leave as much trash behind as you can. I don't get how the, there seems to be a conflict going on there, Joe.
3: If they're promoting that, then they, they're they making their own, uh, how would you say, uh, they're making their own trash, so they have to com- complain about the trash. So it's just like a, a recycling of their idea.
4: Well, if there's all if there's also garbage, then it also visually looks like we need to implement environmental policies to stop the garbage. They're bringing these policies out while they're making the problem. Yeah. Well, same thing with the cactuses. Yeah. Where are all the cactuses going? They're going to Wells Fargo and all these other big corporations and banks in town. Uh, it's a little bit of local stuff. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable. This is the secret teachings. My friend Joe is in studio. I hope that was okay. Giving your name out. To oh, begin that's fine. With. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Joe is in studio. You've been listening to the show about a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you learned anything from the show, or give me something that, just out of curiosity, this isn't an ego thing. Give me something you like about the show, but then also give me something that maybe I could change about the show.
3: I like all the information, and you do do a lot of research. There's a lot of books in here. There are a lot of books. Yeah,
4: that's all I own. Yeah. I think books and a couple guns. Yeah, and that's all that's I in. what here. do you need? What books do you and need? guns. <laughs> Literally, I think that is all that's in here. Books and guns. There's an alien mask on the wall that uh jonathan gave me but oh, that's yeah, about right it me there. that's right behind you right
3: by the uh x files poster
4: yeah you got one of those stan roman x situations going on the aliens looking in through the window <laughs> but uh anyway it's yeah. one
3: of my biggest fears
4: of a well i don't know if, i don't know if that one's even a gray it's a green it's a green gray mask if they but, exist or they don't i don't know they just give me the, the willies so so are we talking about aliens now we could, we could talk. i mean Oh, give me, give me something I could change about the show. Should I talk about aliens more? Is that is that where you... No,
3: I, I think people talk about them enough with all that uh, stuff going on with the government right now where they're supposed to release all that stuff that they got hidden.
4: They're not. I'm curious why so many... Normally I'll call people out by name, but I can't even think of one I don't care to right now. I'm just... There's so many like radio shows, podcasts, YouTube channels, et cetera... They talk about aliens as if they've met one. Yeah. They go to lunch if, on the weekends and they yeah, hang yeah. Out all the time. Like they have an exact um, readout of their DNA, their, their physiology, their biology. They're telling us there's like 67 different species and some of them have flippers and some of them have, you know, gills and where are we, where are people getting this information? I, I've been doing this for 13 years. I've never found any evidence of any of this, just stories, right? Just, just stories.
3: It's so, all is it myth and lore? What, what is it? I,
4: so that's what i'm going wrong i should just be making stories up
3: well if you start making stories up you'll start making a lot more money like uh your buddy over there
4: mr wilcock yeah yeah did you know who wilcock was before you listened to this show no. and then you did that rap about him oh you heard the rap oh, oh man you got to bring that back which which one the the uh the new age money or which one because i did I think three of talking them. about the blue avian bird that fans. was the original Wilcox it was the original yeah that was I could maybe I'll find him on break or something um, I never yeah. knew you could rap
3: just looking at you you wouldn't you wouldn't think this, this a white, white, boy, a white boy
4: from St. Pete Beach Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny you know you know the rapper Flowrider. yeah blew my mind man I didn't know that he was Flow Rider because it's floor duh I learned that like three years ago it blew my mind just blew my mind now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Florida. I listened to rap music and I feel like I should have known that. I, I just, that one slipped by me. You know, I'm looking at like... Slipped right by the Florida man. I'm looking at Prince Charles thinking he's the Antichrist. I'm reading Revelation. I'm thinking Prince William might be the Antichrist as well. He's going to pass the throne. Like, I'm trying to analyze that and I just... The flow rider went right past me. You're just working too hard. You got to stop and just take in the Florida. <laughs> I, I really want to go back to Florida, but I can't afford to live there. It's too expensive.
3: Would you want to live there or just go visit?
4: I did go to visit. I went back to the old radio station and they tore the whole thing out. So it's all digital now and there's no CDs or mm. anything like that. So they ripped that out. And then my favorite restaurant, one place I could actually eat there, they got rid of that because the workers, I guess, went on strike or they wanted to unionize or something like that. It was a little tiny cafe. And uh, the owner was just like, I'm done with this. So they closed it down. So, I, I mean, those are the two big things I like to do. And then St. Pete Beach has gone downhill because it's so well-known, people just come and leave trash.
3: I think the whole so, country's gone downhill.
4: Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not just I Florida. I think it's just
3: certain states. I think it's the whole country. That's what I've noticed traveling traveling around, going from the Midwest out here. Drove to L.A. once, never do that again.
4: Yeah, you don't want to do that. For, for a city that's so green, you can, I, literally, I drove to the 5D conference there, and you can see the smog like mm-hmm. 40 minutes before you get downtown. I felt safer in Detroit than I did in downtown LA. (laughs) Maybe it's because you're from there. Probably. I know the ins and outs. Like, I don't feel as safe here, but the longer I live here, the safer I feel. Um, But then again, I know Tampa, Orlando aren't really that safe, and I feel safe there because I'm from there. Mm -hmm. I think everybody kind of feels that way. It's
3: your own backyard and
4: more comfortable well, in it. I had a friend from, or I still have a friend. She's from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And I asked her cause she's traveled the world. She's gone to Egypt, which was close to her. She's gone to South America all over the place. And I said, what's the scariest place you've been? And she said, honestly, uh, Orlando, Florida was the scariest place I've been. I could believe it. I was like, wow, what a perspective on the world I didn't have before. You're from Jeddah <laughs> and Orlando's the scariest place you've been. I think when
3: you go to other countries, you see more respect out of people. Is it like, as a human, like,
4: he, I don't, he, it's just different no, here. Now, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not wrong, you are Sicilian, right? Correct. So you have a lot, you have a lot of family. Have you been? I've been there seven times. You've been there seven times. So do you find that to be the experience when you go?
3: Yeah. And it's even like they're homeless there, back on the homeless subject. At least they offer to wash your windows. To do something for a dollar, or whatever. Here they're just, they say, like, holla, holla,
4: holla, holla, holla. holla, holla me, give dollar. me a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Or they're coming at you with one shoe while you're filling up your gas, zombified,
4: <laughs> it's like, ooh, I Is don't it know about you, but... Is it not like The Walking Dead? It really is. It is, but it, it's... It's sad. It's You, you want to help people, but when people are on drugs and dangerous, you can't put yourself in that situation. You don't
3: know what they're going to do. You can't predict, because this guy's out of his mind. I saw one guy fighting something invisible on the sidewalk and trying to put it out with a blanket. Like <laughs> I don't know what he's going through, but...
4: Uh, maybe he, w- he was trying to be proactive and... He was he maybe he's it's a, it's a delayed reaction maybe somebody robbed him 20 minutes ago and he's just now putting up a fight. <laughs> I don't know the the drugs that these people are on will probably do that to you but
3: but uh, they've never bothered me cuz I I work for a distribution company of beverages you could say and uh I've never had an incident with any of these homeless people. They kind of keep to themselves. They'll talk to you a little bit, but I've never been robbed or Well that's attacked.
4: good. That's good. That's good. I've had some uh I've said some negative interactions with people, but um, we're actually out of time for this segment. Normally the show would be over, but we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with an hour with no commercial interruption, a straight hour here in studio. I've never just done a random sit down, talk, see what comes up show. So this is probably the least organized segment I've ever done. And if there's any, uh, if uh, if there's any
3: callers out there, please call in because I'm on, I'm Johnny on the spot right here.
4: (laughs) Well, I, I stopped I got rid of a lot of the call-ins because uh and I was just um, as you can see I'm doing everything here, which I'm not complaining. It just it's too much when I have to deal with all this additional stuff. So anyway, the secret rdgable at yahoo.com. My good friend Joe is with us in studio here in Tucson. There's a lot more after this. Another hour ad-free coming up after break. Stay with us. the secret teachings radio show is on
1: facebook and twitter just search facebook.com forward slash
4: the secret teachings to like us and tst underscore underscore radio to tweet with us i hope that you'll check out my new book liberty shrugged i wrote liberty shrugged to provide historical context and to dispel many of the myths that we learn about in american history inside the nearly 700 page book you'll learn about meritocracy The differences between civil liberties and civil rights, and how Western civilization didn't start slavery, but ended it as an institution that had existed for thousands of years. How many of the founding fathers did indeed own slaves, but what was peculiar about this was that these men would fight to end the institution for a variety of reasons. We look at the real causes of the American Revolution and the American Civil War. We prove without a doubt that slavery was in no way, shape, or form the cause of current socioeconomic issues which affect all people regardless of their color. In other words, this book dispels countless divisive social, cultural, and historical myths in an attempt to objectively find humble gratefulness in the American experience. Get your copy of Liberty Shrugged at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. This is David Icke from davidike.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show?
6: Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info If you want to get rid of those
4: annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive digital copies of Ryan's books and early access to the show then
1: subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps
6: the secret teachings on the air.
0: This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The
4: Secret Teachings. Attention. You are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. It's hour number three, a special edition of the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. It is our 12 to 13 year anniversary. I say 12 to 13 years because we started in October and then worked into doing radio in 2010. So that's 12, 13, 2011. I mean, we started radio, I, I said, the first thing I ever saw on radio was Celebrity is the New Religion. Uh, I was doing a documentary when I was in film school, and uh, we filmed some of that. I actually have some of the old footage from that. Then I did a couple of radio shows with a friend of mine named Dimitri, and after probably about a year, year and a half, uh, I think it was about a year, year and a half, uh, Dimitri passed away in a car wreck, and then the studio asked me to uh, to do the show, because he was gone and I didn't know what I was doing, so I started reading a lot of books, and started talking about things that I just was interested in, and then I learned about the hyper-polarized and politicized uh, perceptions of the average person and uh, developed my own kind of middle-of-the-ground approach to things. Ended up leaving that radio studio, Rollins College. I went to Dark Matter Radio, then I went to l and Radio, then the Fringe FM, and now here on Ground Zero Radio five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific in studio tonight. If you missed the last segment, which is normally the end of the show, I got my friend Joe, a listener of the show in studio here in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, probably one of the and I mean this positively, one of the most uh, unorganized segments I've ever done. I had nothing planned. We just talked. That's fun, though. It's pretty fun. I just kind of sit back and have a conversation. I, maybe I should do that more. It's more relaxing. It's more uh, relaxing definitely more relaxing you don't have to stress about getting every little detail into the show right yeah less, less pressure on you ryan but here's here's what i thought we could do i thought we could go through a list of uh top conspiracy theories for this hour okay how Why does that not? sound does that sound good sounds great do you know your conspiracies oh i know a couple you know <laughs> you know a couple well that's good that's good so i can't i can't decide if i want to do the there's like a top 13 a top there's just so many different uh types of conspiracies. I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go what's ahead. It, what's
3: this guy over here? It's Flatwoods monster.
4: Flatwoods monster. So what does it say? there Mo- Flatwoods monster museum. That's, is it say Braxton on the other side there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Braxton monster, this was back 70 years ago. Okay. Braxton monster. You ever heard of Mothman? Mm-hmm. No Mothman. Okay. So Mothman point pleasant. If you go north, northeast to Grafton, West Virginia, little bit outside 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside of Morgantown where I went to, I went to high school. Uh, there's a monster sighting there and the creature looked similar to the Mothman. Just didn't have wings. It's glowing eyes. Kind of had glowing eyes. Looked more of, like a, kind of almost like a giant rock creature you'd see in some kind of like Skyrim game. Okay. A lot of people know about the Grafton Monster. The Grafton Monster is actually in uh, the local library, I think, they have there. They have like the original newspaper clippings and some of that stuff you can go in and check, uh, take a look at this guy never gets his due, the Braxton Monster. Braxton Monster was seen by two different groups of people, one with a bunch of kids and then uh, a guy and his, it was a guy and his wife and they were in the car driving down the road, their car stalled and they saw this, this thing. Um, the kids, when they went out in the woods, originally saw just rushing through the story, they originally saw this thing floating out in the woods and it had like a weird stench around it and it kind of followed them. And then Somebody reported a few days. a few days later. Uh, this this couple on the road, uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia is very remote. This thing came out, but it, they said it didn't have, I guess what we assume to be like a the helmet, that top part that looks like a flame. Yeah, it
3: almost looks like something from Mortal Kombat.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said it it was almost like a rep, reptile like head. And almost like a cobra's neck that fan Man, that comes actually, out. yeah, you, you can kind of get that. I always thought flame, but maybe yeah, Cobra. So that's what it is. It, it's just one of those things where everybody knows about Mothman. Maybe you know about the Grafton monster, but yeah, the green monster. They also, cause it's green County mm-hmm. uh, or it's Braxton County. Green, I think is maybe the town or the, the area there, but green monster, Braxton monster and uh, flatwoods. I think is this, maybe flatwoods is the city. Yeah. Flatwoods. So that that's some interesting story. It's really fascinating. West Virginia has such a weird history. Some, the Native Americans never even settled settled there generally speaking.
3: Yeah, that's what I heard cuz it's so Lord.
4: haunted. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. You
3: got a lot of stuff here. All
4: right, well, let's 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 find one of these conspiracies. I mean, bring up bring up something else if you want. I'm, I'm just trying to find a good conspiracy uh, list.
3: So every time Ryan talks about the equinox that we're in, it's there it is. it's right across from his face. <laughs> So where
4: so where are we right now, Ryan? We are currently uh we just passed Maybon and we're heading toward Sawan or Samhain, top left.
3: So that's in between fall and
4: that's between winter. Yep, that's between Maybon the Fall Equinox and Yule the Winter Solstice. So Yule like a Yule log Yule Yule log, Yule Tide Carols, all those things. Yeah. I actually have a section in my Occult Arcana book about that. All right, let's go with this. Live Science 13 Best Conspiracy Theories. But I'm, gl- I'm glad you noticed that because I, I do keep that there because I use it as a reference. It's the only thing I have hanging up as a reference guide. Uh, 13 Best Conspiracy Theories. Oh, we got oh, we got a lot of good ones here. Uh, 9-11 Conspiracies, Princess Diana. Let's start with this one. How about... Uh, start with uh, the moon landing. We talked about the moon <clears> earlier. <throat> so w- 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 let's see what this says about the moon landing. This is Live Science 13 conspiracies uh nasa and the moon 1969 i don't think it's as simple as did it happen or not what's your take
3: i just don't get why we haven't been back and then they destroyed that technology said we we can't go back
4: why can't we go back to the moon i don't
3: know
4: did we ever go to the moon i've always thought that what we were showing like the photographs and the videos some of that was perhaps real quote-unquote mm-hmm. I'm using quotation marks with my fingers, but then some of it was kind of i w- i don't want to say faked, I just want to say it's it was used as a diversionary perhaps airbrushed alternative to the photographs and videos that showed things that were perhaps not what the public might expect to to be there so I, I don't necessarily think we didn't go to the moon, but I don't know if what we're seeing is as accurate it's like who was filming
3: it like. The guys getting out of the capsule. So
4: they had to bring a film crew. They
3: they oh, put that oh, rover yeah, yeah, up yeah.
4: there. Well, you know what did what did Jerry Seinfeld say about the rover? Remember that he said it was like nothing. There's nothing more uh, classic, man, than let's take a car to the moon and drive around. <laughs>
3: and I think it was built by Chrysler.
4: <laughs> oh the the rover the rover car. I didn't know that. I think it was. I didn't know that. If that's the case, so I don't know the moon landing. I feel like the moon landing. If the moon landing happened i just felt like we're not being shown what's there
3: but the thing is too is we're all about going to mars going to mars wouldn't you want to use the moon as like a launching hub to get to mars to use less fuel and stuff besides you know going through the earth's gravitational pole and the atmosphere and using all that fuel and stuff when if you launch from a lesser gravitational area and you're closer and you're yeah a lot closer a closer yeah instead of taking what four years or two years maybe a year and
4: well half. I, I thought it was weird that this new artemis mission they had these dummies on board that were testing for, or were going to test for radiation and i thought why are, i mean is that just a general radiation test i know nasa had said something about how they needed to use the dummies to ascertain what effects this would have on future missions but well, back in the 60s, they were able to go through the radiation belt right. and there was no issue. So why is this suddenly an issue in 2022?
3: But I think if you do go to Mars, you're not coming back because your body gets so used Probably to that, not. that traveling and the gravitational pull on your body on Mars is a lot less than here. So if you came back to this planet, it'd be so... Your body would just collapse on
4: itself. I'm pretty sure that was the idea, wasn't it? That if, you go, if you're if you going to Mars with Elon Musk or with NASA, you're not coming back. Right. You're going to live on Mars. You're going to
3: live there or you just
4: something might happen. So, okay, so the moon landing, 1969, it's a bit like Mythbusters. <laughs> Debunked, plausible. I say plausible. I just don't think that we've seen the evidence. Like, I, I just... I want to believe. I don't know. You what, want... Oh, there's it, the poster. Exactly. I guess but that's kind of how uh, I feel, too.
3: Some of it's fishy. Some of it's not.
4: I Some of these... Con- I hate conspiracy theories. You know that? I, what, what, is, what is some... Because
3: it's all theory. There's not 100% backup.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. Birds aren't
3: real. You got that text I sent you a few weeks back about pigeons.
4: Yes, yes,
3: I did. So you never see a baby pigeon. And the conspiracy is that they're surveillance cameras and they're not real and they're always watching us and baby pigeon just explode out of the old pigeon's body.
4: <laughs> is this the theory? This is
3: what Google told me. If you Google search, well, it, I mean it's correct and it's obviously. gotta be right. The internet never lies.
4: So that's, so that's what it is. It's the birds. So the bird, is it just the pigeon that isn't real or is it just all birds? Well, I know birds are real Ryan. Cause I have chickens at the house. All right. Well, they do have, they, they have eggs, right? Yeah, they, they lay so eggs. So technically it's- ex- Little
3: birds come out of these eggs and okay. they become bigger birds.
4: I think I think people have watched, like, you ever seen, uh, what was that kid's movie, The Incredibles? Mm-hmm. When they're on the island and the, and the bird, there's actually like a robot that watches them and sends the alert to the, the villains. I, I don't know what people are watching or where, where do these theories come from? It's like the from? drone
3: from Star Wars
4: when they're on yeah, that next well, planet. What? So I guess if I look outside and I see the bird, do people really think the birds aren't real? Like, do I have to to find somebody on YouTube and interview these people now about the bird theory?
3: So why do they feed the birds? And why do you got to wash the
4: bird poop off your car? That's all part of the scam, probably. (laughs) It's all part of the ruse, you know, which I'm sure is what, it's like with the flat earth. There's another one.
3: I don't know. I
4: I have no, I have, I have no idea where it's it came back from it just overnight, just like yeah, a, it's like, a, a, pi- we were a pigeon
3: forward in society. Now we're going backwards and didn't they, wasn't it uh, They cut off his fingers? Galileo proved that the earth was round, And then the church was like, no, you know
4: what? Well, right at that time, the church said, no, that can't be, well, I mean, they basically, they targeted uh, scientists. Right. And now today it's almost like, Isn't that where the dark ages come from was from the church putting a kibosh on science. It's almost like the same kind of thing. It's like we're entering into a digital dark ages Mm -hmm. because that's what you, you don't really, I mean, I've never been out in public and I've seen someone having a conversation or heard somebody having a conversation about flat earth. I felt like that's a very online. I think so. Theory and online platform. So it's like a digital dark ages we're entering into. Most of the people you run into on the street just want to talk about football. Football or, you know,
3: <laughs> something, something that's uh politics taking their, uh,
4: taking their mean, mind off, yeah, off what's of what's going, really on. going on in the world. I mean, I, I, I like watching hockey every year, but I don't, I just don't compulsively. You obsess don't live over it. it. I don't live for it. I mean, maybe in the playoffs, I get into it in the playoffs, but if you're Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I am Tampa Bay. Yeah. They've been doing pretty good lately. Oh, we did. We did lose to, uh, the Colorado avalanche, but that's a good team. Colorado's got a good team. We got some beef with them.
3: The you got- Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be Hockey Town. I don't know what they're doing right now.
4: You did. You had the... Aren't the, uh, the Detroit fans upset? I was talking with Wes here from Ground Zero, and he, I think he, we were talking about something about the, the... Octopus? Yeah, they're upset about the Kraken because they're throwing these uh, aliens on no, the I ice. No, I don't even
3: know where that came from. I mean, it's the Motor City... But we do have a lot of Italians over there, and we like to eat octopus, so yep. maybe somebody threw their lunch on the ice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's a classic uh, a, a, a classic hockey tradition, but now the Kraken have kind of taken that. But I've Detroit. been down
3: to uh, Nashville for a Predators game, and they're throwing uh, channel cats on the ice,
4: like three-foot-long catfish. They do the same thing. Well, I guess it's also the Idaho Steelheads and the, AHL, or, or the ECHL. Okay. They throw fish on the ice there too i mean I can you they always I mean, maybe they allow people to bring them in probably obviously but i feel like i can't bring like a drink in but you can no. i can bring a fish in you bring a dead fish you where they gonna start fish. making uh, sushi <laughs> at, at all the arenas they throw the fish on the ice you got the octopus i like the tampa bay stadium because they've got the uh the tesla coils oh that's cool i've set up next to them and zzz, yeah, it's really real so it's very real very, very real cool. very cool I don't know. What are some of these classic conspiracies here, Joe? We got the uh, we got the Kennedy assassination. We also have, well, I mean, the birds aren't real. Area 51.
3: I think, I it, think the Kennedy, yeah. I
4: think that was the government. You think that was a government cover-up? I that, think they did it. The dark, C- dark entities. CIA, the cabal. The cabal. Deep state, you think the deep state killed Kennedy? I think he knew too much, and they didn't want it all released. He was also working to splinter the Central Intelligence Agency at yeah. the time so maybe that's that that that's partially contributing to it i think um i think that the rfk assassination doesn't get the same amount of attention or it obviously doesn't For get the same amount of attention kennedys. but it it should get the same amount of attention as the jfk assassination but yeah of course Mul- multiple kennedys yeah. sucks to be a kennedy uh there okay so let's pick another one of these conspiracies here we have uh kim trails i don't know how that's a conspiracy theory when Didn't they the, prove it right the air force has a manual on how they do it a uh, project popeye project storm fury we just talked about this the other night noah uh admitted in a paper in 2009 they used to fund the research into weather manipulation through yeah. these kinds of means
3: and i kind of think that's what happened to florida just recently there you, I there think, you go i know hurricanes happen but i think they intensified this one
4: it's because DeSantis. <laughs>
3: they're just not happy like oh everyone's moving there let's, let's give them a piece of our mind but also I, I see a lot of chemtrails out here. We live in a very different elevation state. So you drive 20 to 40 minutes in any direction, you're at a different elevation and you can see for miles and miles and miles. And you just look up
4: and they're everywhere. You just see those lines in the sky. I don't see them as often out here. You know, I just don't understand why things have to be reduced to you believe it, or you don't believe it. It's a conspiracy theory or you're like a debunker. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's everything now. You're either red or you're
3: blue. There's no in between. There's no like in between of anything. Either you're a Christian or a Satanist. I
4: had, I had, I don't know if I told you this story. I think I mentioned on the air one time when I was working at that co-op in Rochester, there was a girl that was there and uh, my fiance hope she kind of set me up. She asked me a question about uh, we were all in the produce room and she said, so Ryan, and I didn't know, realize what she was doing. I didn't know her that well at the time, but she said, so Ryan, what do you think about uh, paper bags over plastic? We had that conversation and I, I think plastic is still better. Personally, I'd bring my own bag, but mm-hmm. so I started talking about that. And this girl gets, this girl that's standing there gets so angry. Cause she's an environmental scientist. Oh. And, and she says, to, at
3: the, uh, what's that what's that? she's an environmental scientist. She's working at the
4: co-op. Yeah, well, she's going to school to become an environmental oh, scientist at school. And, I, and, and she says, "Have you ever even heard because I explained, like paper is heavier, it costs more to manufacture it, to transport it, it comes more from fuel trees, it comes from down? trees. Yeah. And plastic is more durable as well, and you can get a lot more usage out of it. it and so, it's anti, antibacterial to yeah, some extent. To some extent, and it's also they have a lot of plastic now like plastic bags that are biodegradable. So we're moving in the right direction. Right. But I, personally, I still bring my own bag. And that's and that's a, I think that's a middle of the ground argument. And this girl just kind of snaps and she loses it. And she starts saying, have you even heard of microplastics and I thought I did microplastic shows like in 2012, 2013. It was like eight years ago. Isn't that ago. leaching with uh, plastic water bottles and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pl- everything really. I mean, but but then most of the plastic, most of the pollution in the ocean comes from India and China. Like right. 90% of it from those uh, rivers and goes right into the ocean. They or they just dump it directly into the river or right into the ocean. So she says that, and I turn around. Just this girl. Every single day I come, I, I'm coming into the work. She's got a brand new plastic Starbucks cup. And I've got a reusable cup. It's that kind of thing that just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. I I just don't. I don't. I don't even know if it's hypocrisy. It's almost like people are living two different lives, or it's like two different personalities, or something. I don't know.
3: They're hypocrites, just like some people in religion. They preach
4: all this wonderful stuff, but then behind closed doors, they're monsters. That's that's also true. (laughs) Uh, the, The reason I say that though is because when she she says. To me that uh, she's like, have you ever even heard of microplastics? It's The same thing with the chemtrails. It's like if I say Project Popeye was a government project to manipulate the weather, it's on Noah's website. It's on. A, I can bring it up in 10 seconds. People are like, well, have you, have you ever just heard of contrails? Like, yeah, I know what a contrail is, but I'm not talking about a contrail, Joe. I'm talking about a government website with a weather control program documented on it. The facts are right there. It's I don't know. It, 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 it infuriates me you're just not on their (laughs) agenda so i'm not what you're not on their agenda no i guess not i guess not so i mean obviously there are kim there are contrails there are kim trails and now they're justifying the kim trail thing by saying that we need to do it because of climate change i I, I thought i I thought it wasn't a thing i thought there weren't kim kim trails or wouldn't global cooling be worse than global warming I, i i guess i mean i guess it could be i guess it depends on what you're what you're analyzing what would be affected but isn't it easier
3: to live in a warmer climate than it is a colder climate? It is easier to
4: live in a warmer climate. You for don't sure. need to consume as many calories and... Less people die from heat than cold. It's like 17 yeah. to 1 or something. It's a huge number. Yeah. You can't grow any produce mm-hmm. when it's frozen. Well, right. I mean, here, it's one of the hottest places in the country here in Tucson, right? And we, there's all kinds of stuff growing here. You can grow a lot oh, of stuff. What is Arizona known for? Do you know, Ryan? I don't know. The three C's. The three C's. Copper, citrus, and cattle. I didn't know about the copper. This is a big mining state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I heard today that they found a new vein, a copper, new copper vein. copper vein.
3: But I don't. I didn't, mining f- also destroys the environment and
4: all that too. But it, well, you need to do that for it, the electric batteries, exactly. As long as it's exported to Africa, where they they can deal with it. We, we don't. We just don't want to see it. Mine. Yeah, We just don't want. We just don't want to see it. Okay, so the birds aren't real or they are real. Let's let's go back to this. I think they're real. Okay, the birds are. I think the birds are real too. I'm a bird guy. I like birds. I think birds are real. Because you had some ducks at one time, didn't you? Yeah, I did in Florida. I had a Peking duck and I had a muscov. Well, a couple Peking and couple muscovy. We have a couple muscovies. You did? We have them right are now. You, oh, that's right. You do have them. I you saw have, the little. You'll have to come visit. Yeah, we got uh, mallards and muscovy. Well, I'm gonna come make sure they're real. I'm gonna yeah. come check them out, make sure they're real. <laughs> do a little analysis of the birds. Uh, Then we have the contrail chemtrail. I don't really know. Sometimes I hear a conspiracy and I'm like, I I don't even understand what it is. Like what, what, what what is the conspiracy?
3: You think it's just people that want to argue with each other?
4: possibly it's, I think a lot of it's psychological. um, Like I I, I probably should say it's more like a, a A psychological operation to distort, confuse, uh, to divide and dehumanize, divide, humiliate just to prevent people from having civil discourse. Yeah. Especially when you label everything a conspiracy or you label your opponent crazy, fascist, even libtard, just any mm-hmm. name that you can you can call somebody to to refute what they're saying without actually addressing what they're saying. You take the human element out of it and you turn them into like a
3: kind of like what they did with World War Two. You, you turn your enemy into an object and not a, yes.
4: a person. Yeah. I've actually read you remember that Doom game? Doom. doom It was like an old video game for a PC, I think. Yep. Yep. I've read, I don't know if this is true, but I've read that the U S military used doom to partly train soldiers because it, they were, they said they, maybe it was an experiment, but to train them to see the enemy as basically a, a demon, but something that's not human, dehumanize the enemy.
3: Look at all the new video games.
4: It's just shoot them up, shoot them up those call of duties. And
3: I think that's how they do a lot of training and then for the drones and all that too, it's it's all computer.
4: Now personally, I don't think those violent video games are. Uh, I mean, certainly they could contribute to violent thoughts and actions, but I don't think that's the root source. Personally, what do well, you no.
3: think? I think it's just society, and it's we're losing morals. There's no
4: respect for each other. There's no ethics. There's no virtue. There's no morals. There's no respect. I mean, I mean that's again that's what God is. So you don't have to be right. a Christian. It's just the concept it's of that. Just
3: goodwill. You don't have to believe in a you know a guy in the clouds with a beard but to just have some like hope for humanity and just be nice yeah. to each other or you know like the ten Commandments live your life with honor and respect
4: I don't see how that's controversial but it is I mean even uh, your right to self-defense is controversial to some people- mm-hmm. Th- that I I sincerely cannot grasp that idea.
3: I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they're saying,
4: Oh, I don't think the teachers should have you know guns in the school and they should, you know, be
3: like an airport before you go to class. You have to go through metal detectors and scan your, your backpacks and all this stuff. But I'm like, you could still pick up a rock and smash somebody's head in. So you're going to outlaw rocks,
4: pens, anything, pencils, a human a compass, a fist.
3: If you know any
4: martial arts, your, your body's a weapon then piano wire. Yeah. Go to the <laughs> music room. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know something about piano? While Sicilian, yeah. I mean, never get in the Do front you have seat. some with you?
3: <laughs> no, not on <I> me. Mean, <laughs> okay, just my buck it's knife.
4: in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a curiosity. Sicilian, and uh you know, you've been over there several times. Did you take offense to jokes?
3: You know, that's the one group of people who get beat up the most, and they don't really give a shit. Yeah. There's, there's a, you know, not too many Italian hate jokes. I mean, it, yeah, a couple, but they don't
4: really take offense with. They kind of embrace it. That's fun, so funny you say that. Have you ever, you've watched *Sunny* in Philadelphia? Sometimes. One of my favorite yeah. shows. There's an episode they go to the Jersey Shore, and they end up uh, Frank and well, Danny, Devi- Danny DeVito mm-hmm. character and uh, Mac. They end up on an Italian boat at the Jersey Shore, and the, Mac was using the term Guido kind of like very loosely and almost like offensively. And I said, I, I said, is, I asked my fiance, hope we were watching it. And I said, isn't that like kind of an offensive term to Italians? And she said, I don't know. I, th- I think Italians kind of embrace that I mean, kind of thing. All. She said the same thing to me last night. Like wops. So you're confirming yeah, yeah, it.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll be a wop. I don't care.
4: <laughs> well, that's different if you're talking about Cardi B, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to comment on that. I thought I thought about it and I uh, I diverted course. I mean, if you look at Everybody me... Everybody else
3: gets offended,
4: but Italians really don't. They don't really get that offended, do they?
3: And I think, what was it, World War II, we had camps here. Just even for, like, the Japanese, the Italians, they were... During World War II, they kind of round up these people. They put them in these camps. There's one that was here in Mount Lemon. I didn't know about that until you told me. Yeah, that's really interesting. The Italians were willing to go in. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll go, and then we'll get out. So your people are laid back and...
4: Yeah, kind of easygoing... Easygoing people, okay.
3: I wouldn't say, you know, a couple thousand years ago when they were <laughs> feeding Christians the lions and stuff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, hey, I think we actually have a call coming in. I mean, as, as an Italian, uh, do you know much about the new Italian prime minister? Not that you live your life based on what's happening there, but... I hear
3: she's very passionate about the, the family and her country. Okay. But people think she's a
4: right-wing... You heard the audio, right? It was like 50 different news outlets saying the same thing. The the, the most right politician since Benito Mussolini. Yeah, she's so fascist. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to try to take some calls. All right. I haven't done this for a while, so we'll see who we have here. 602, you are on the air on The Secret Teachings. Who is this? Where are you calling from?
2: Hello, Ryan. It's Vaughn from um, Phoenix area, generally.
4: Howdy, Vaughn. How are you? You're good?
2: I'm good. Thank you very much. Um,
4: Glad to hear that. I don't
2: know what the subject matter is um, right now, but I just thought I'd call you because I heard you were asking for people to um, speak up.
4: Well, yeah, we have, uh, I mean, this is a completely different show tonight, so we've pre-recorded this over the weekend. Uh, It's a three-hour special because this is our 12-going-on-13-year radio anniversary. Uh, How long have you been listening to the show?
2: Uh, approximately since, um, 2017, I believe.
4: That was five years, 27. He's got four years on you, Joe. Super fan over here. He's a super fan. How you doing there?
2: Oh,
3: I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? Pretty good. We're live here in the studio.
4: Yeah. This is my friend, Joe Vaughn. He's here in Tucson. You heard him. He's up in Phoenix. Yeah, only a couple hours uh, north of us. Yeah. So, uh, so, so Vaughn, what's your favorite subject? What do you like hearing about on The Secret Teachings?
2: Well, um, uh, I like your coverage about um, basically the political things that have been going on in the country lately. And uh, you've opened my eyes a lot, especially about the new music that's been coming about, uh, Billy Eilish and um, that poppy gal. I started looking into these things once you brought them up, and um, quite frankly, you've opened my eyes some things that have scared the
1: heck
2: out of me. And <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like um, I haven't been suspicious before, but right. you're just uh, confirming my bias in a lot of ways, let's put it that way.
4: Well, well, I'm not meaning to scare you or to scare anybody else, but I will agree with you that if you listen to that music and you listen to what they're saying and you see the music videos and you look at the uh, the origin of where their producers and handlers are coming from, other people they've worked with, it is scary. It is disturbing because you realize there is an agenda. It's not just about art. It's about communicating with uh, the conscious and subconscious mind. And I think infesting it and infecting it with ideas that are, they're not so friendly to humans. Very, very anti-human, very disgusting stuff in that music.
2: Yeah. And I, I think you're right about that. And um, also, um, I, well, now I lost my train of thought.
4: Oh, that's that's, that's okay. um, Go ahead.
2: You know what? I guess I've just lost the train of thought completely. I just appreciate you taking my call, sir.
4: That's totally okay. I I appreciate it, Vaughn. You said you've been listening since 2017, right? Yeah.
2: 2017. I was there. I guess I started listening to you soon after you got dropped off of um, Art Bell's channel. And I listened to you all through L&M. Actually one of my secret um uh, uh, shameful flippin' entertainment is going back and listening to those shows right after you had that breakup with Heather and um
4: Oh you remember the uh, Heather Mike Wade Vera saga over there. You remember the Heather Wade saga? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole thing that went on there, um sometimes I listen go back and listen to those shows just because you were so fired up and um Basically, everything you said happened.
4: Well, I'm glad that... For those of you... Go ahead.
2: For those of you uh, who don't have access to the archives, get access to those archives. It's like middle 2018. Those shows are fantastic.
4: Well, thank you, Vaughn. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that you're a listener. And uh, you've been messaging me for so long. I guess I consider you a friend as well, although we've never met. Appreciate you calling in the show tonight.
2: Uh, you're welcome and maybe sometime thank you very much bye-bye
4: all right vaughn have a good night bye-bye good night all right there you go you took your first call how do you feel about that that's a professional radio call not too bad (laughs) maybe we'll have to have an arizona meetup we should i thought about that there's a lot of listeners here in tucson you're not the only one i think there's i hope i'm not the only one well let's hope not Uh, i think there's at least I'm sure there's more than five or six, but I've had like five or six other people other than you message me. People up on uh, Fort Lowell is like two people live up there that listen. There's, yeah, there's people all over. Cause you've gone camping with another listener too. Haven't you? Have I, have I gone camping? I don't think I've gone camping. I went, I went camping with a, a friend who worked at the co-op with me okay. in Rochester. He he's from this area. So he moved back here and then, yeah, we had gone camping. Very cool. Yeah. I don't meet a lot of, uh, don't meet a lot of listeners. I don't know. If Maybe I seem social I don't know, do I seem antisocial? I seem social to you. I feel like I'm trapped in here so much with these books and guns I don't know what to do most of the time. Even when we do go out, you're just chatting away. Okay. All right. It's a perfect so,
3: job for you. Just go, 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 go. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. I just say <laughs> things. It's just <laughs> It's just like the show, but but live. Really it is.
4: It is, isn't it? Oh yeah. Is that the impression you get?
3: I think we went to that that farmer's market a couple weeks ago and we just
4: while well, you talking your friend was there we got into an interesting conversation my friend john yeah john shout was, out to john <laughs> shout out to john john and i i think we talked for probably a good hour yeah you
3: guys had a lot in common a lot not in common he obsessed over meat and you like your vegetable <laughs> <laughs> not
4: he st- he started with vegetables didn't he start yeah. vegan then he went meat it's like the same thing you went through i flipped total, total flip I went meat. It was yeah. It's like a Shyamalan twist. I went meat, non-vegetables. I'm veg- <laughs> now I'm, vegetables. I'm, glad- uh, I'm right in the middle. I like them both. I'm just well. I'm glad Vaughn called in. So what we tried to do tonight is it, it's our 12 going on 13 year anniversary. It's a three hour show tonight, and I have um I have uh, well 12 13 years pro- probably more like 10 years of actual radio consistently under my belt. Uh, but in terms of actually doing radio, it's been 12, 13 years. We, we started at the end of that marker, so it's 12 into 13 years, roughly. We're going into 13. And I have a huge archive, uh, everything at thesecretteachings.info. We've been doing this for so long, I forget the people, uh, some of the people I've interviewed, some of the things we've talked about. Uh, but it's all in the archive. Uh, as Vaughn said, even those uh, those Art Bell, Heather Wade shows, 2017, 18, those are in the archive you can go back and listen to all of that with your subscription. If you want to subscribe to the show, I'd really appreciate that. And, or leave us a review. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything on the radio or podcast player or application that you're currently probably listening to this show on. It lets other people know what you think of the show as a real authenticated listener. And uh, maybe they'll tune in as well. Otherwise, if you're just joining us and you're wondering what this show is, why is this being played through ground zero radio? Well, Because this is our anniversary show. Every year we do something fun. We've had Joe Roop and Michael Vera on. Those guys gave me my start in radio. And since this is pre-recorded, I let a bunch of people know, like hundreds, a couple thousand people know. uh, We have uh, the call-in line open uh, this weekend because we're recording this Saturday. And uh, we got Vaughn to call in. We got one. We got one bond for one. I th- I know what it is though. It's intimidation. P- I, people tell me they're intimidated if to any, it gets, it's not me, any radio show. It's intimidating.
3: Yeah, Anything that's public speaking to an extent, it's a little bit yeah. nerve wracking, but I mean, you get used to it. If I give you my phone. You go outside, you can call in. And we'll get two. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one of those uh, voice scramblers?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. We could do that. We could get a voice scrambler. Yeah. Uh, crazy alcoholic you could uh, call Christian. in tell us you're calling from uh, i don't know what's what's here in town motham davis tell, tell us you got a <laughs> ufo there the rand corporation is, the isn't rand. there
3: an underground base up by um fort hokalugi or fort huachuca they call it
4: is there is
3: there an underground that's facility I, that's what i hear that
4: I hear, I hear they're uh, storing some stuff under there honestly they probably i mean uh, was it edwards in california it's edwards controls what we call area 51 or nellis They're part of skunk works, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, basically you've got connect. I'm sure there's underground facilities from Nevada, at least from Nevada through um, California, through uh, Arizona, New Mexico, just all, especially all over the Southwest. Why is
3: it the Southwest? What is it about the Southwest
4: at one time that there wasn't a lot of people here where they could get away with this stuff or, well, the air force owns most of Nevada. They own so much of that state. I think it's because if you go, have you ever been, you've been to Vegas? Long time ago. So if you're in Vegas, Vegas is only six hours from here, but if you go to Vegas and then you drive north, he's like Northwest, you end up at Rachel, Mm -hmm. famous Rachel, Nevada, but there's nothing there. So you're driving hours and hours into the desert. So it's remote and you don't get a lot of prying prying eyes. That's always been, maybe it's a conspiracy theory, (laughs) but maybe that's always been my conspiracy theory about area 51. If there was anything interesting there, long gone, because as everybody's focused their attention there and you've got the Naruto people putting their heads down and running through the gate with their dropping acid in the desert for their little alien rave, uh, what's really going on uh, that I think is probably more so related to uh, the types of things you're looking for, it's going to be facilities that you don't know the name of in places that you wouldn't think to look. Why
3: would they advertise where it's at if they're trying to keep it a secret? I, I think, Look over here while we're doing this over here.
4: I think the military and the government... U.S. government and other governments have been behind perpetuating the UFO alien mythos because it's allowed them to test exotic craft. I'm not saying that they might not have reverse engineered something or that there might not have been something recovered at Roswell that was otherworldly, I think perhaps even interdimensionally. But what I'm saying is it's very likely that that a lot of this is perpetuated by government, by corporations, especially by aerospace industry, the aerospace industry, because it gives them a cover to test their stuff. You know, no one's gonna believe you saw a UFO, and that's, I, I that's what I think.
3: What do you think of the universe? Do you think we're in a plane? Do you think it's like Star Wars? Or I think it's a rectangle, big uh, rectangle. It's a, it's a giant
4: rectangle. <laughs> just a refrigerator <laughs> magnet hurling through space. Absolutely, absolutely. I have no idea. I don't think anybody does. Like anybody does either. Exactly. If anybody tells you they have an idea, but oh, here's a picture from Stephen Hawking's book. That's CG, totally fabricated, totally made up. They're just theories. Right it doesn't mean theories can't, I mean, theories went into the atomic bomb theories go into making new technology, Anything. but I don't think anybody really knows for sure. You know,
3: I think what I think is like that macro, micro the soul above is below mm-hmm. kind of like how the universe, you got the planet spinning or supposedly the universe, just like an atom, like everything kind of mirrors
4: itself. Sure. Sure. No, that's, I mean, like, like for example, uh proton, neutron, electron, yeah. and then like a sun and planets that orbit it. Yeah, I, I really think that's what it is, too. It's all—it's like a fractal pattern. Mm-hmm. It's like everything existing within the micro-macrocosm, existing within and without itself. Exactly. It's not something that our three-dimensional uh, senses can really perceive or comprehend, in my opinion. Because our universe could just be part of a toenail clipping of some it, cosmic being. <laughs> we don't know. It could. We have no idea. What was the answer to that? And what was that movie? The hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. They asked the computer that question. Was it 44? It was like,
3: you didn't ask, ask the right question.
4: It's just a number. Mm-hmm. It's the answer to everything. It's
3: uh, my uncle's favorite. Anytime you ask him a question, he's like
4: 44. <laughs> was it, was that the number? Was it forty? I believe it was. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get, we'll get grilled on that later if it's not. Uh, so I'm thinking that we've got 22 minutes left here on the show. Um, who knows? We could even go an extra half hour just for the archive. I don't know what's going to happen. It is our anniversary show tonight. We took one call. Uh, where, where's the rest of everybody at? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. I had like hundreds of people that are like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to call. It's just like you're selling something on Facebook. You're selling something on Craigslist. Oh, call, so I'll stop by and buy. I'll come back later and buy it. Nobody shows up.
3: You're lucky if they do. I sold a jacuzzi once on Facebook. Did they come and get it? Thousands of messages, and one guy end up coming and getting it. That's cool. Vaughn's the guy. Well, going back to Vaughn's call, he was talking about the music industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that episode you did with that, was that Pink Black video? Oh, yes. That was some interesting stuff. What did you see in
4: that? You're, it's like the handbook he said for occultism. Yeah, it is.
3: <laughs> it had everything in it.
4: <laughs> and it had that weird, at the beginning, that weird chanting, black, pink, yeah. it's like puts you into Hypnotize. a trance and hypnotizes you, yes. I don't know, I, I don't think that the music industry is run by Satan, I just feel like it's a, it's a vehicle to advance something, I think they ran out of talent. Talent. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Like nobody a, a, a really plays instruments anymore. Nobody can write their own music. No one's just talking about like, the goodness of life. It's just marketing, marketing, marketing.
4: There's a few mu- musicians that do do stuff like that. You just obviously don't hear Never about hear them. Of them. You don't hear don't about them. They want to them. put it on the radio. They can't sell that. Yep. I mean That's you get
3: you go to some music festivals, you'll see, oh, this is an up and coming artist. This is pretty cool, and you start following them. The only
4: way you can get in it is if you go out there and get in it. And COVID really didn't help much with that. Well, obviously, if you've listened to this show before, and you know what, you pro- you and I probably think the same thing. The 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 lockdowns, quarantines restrictions uh, social distancing contact tracing masks all of this was meant to dehumanize it was meant to de-individualize it was also meant to ruin and destroy small businesses your savings and make you more reliant and dependent on the system
3: even families poor people families don't even talk to family members anymore
4: it's ridiculous if not over that over trump right yeah either you're red or blue What's your rhyme? Are you, vote, vote blue are you, no matter who? Vote blue no matter who, or vote red no matter what they said. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to you gotta balance it out. It's not just the blue. No. It's not just the blue. They're
3: both crazy. They're two birds
4: of one, or two wings of one bird. See, and that's what people don't want to hear. They want to hear, like, my party's good, you know? Well, nobody stops and listens to both sides of a conversation and makes their own logical decisions for anything. You know what? And you also have to be really careful because I, I, I guess I've considered myself a libertarian, but when I've listened to some recent libertarians talk, like politicians, people running for office, I've noticed that, and I can't prove this because I never investigated it. It's just a thought. I feel like some of them are being paid by the liberals the or the conservatives. Like I feel like, cause, cause they'll, they'll have an opinion, but it's very, close to like the red or very close and they're trashing the other one. They're like trashing the blue and then going for the red and they're trashing the red, going for the blue and they're agreeing just with selling them.
3: Whatever they're pushing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, precisely. Yeah. They're basically selling a product and they it's, it's the perception that they are an alternative. I mean, I don't think the whole system is totally and absolutely corrupt and everything's staged, but I think that with psychological techniques most people don't know what I mean, they don't even know what planet they on. Everybody yeah. thinks it's flat now. It's you they're, know, it's confusing. They're unicorn. You could be a unicorn, you can be a dog, you can be a skunk. Skunk was one of them, I think. Two spirit is another one what that what, one is. What pronoun are you, Ryan? Are yeah, you gonna ask me these questions? What pronoun <laughs> am I? Now I'm interviewing you. What pronoun I identify as the Braxton monster. that's a good cryptid. That's what I identify as.
3: I don't see you wearing any hoodies though.
4: I, well, I, I mean, you're not around here all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it is cooling down. We are at, um, what, 82 degrees today?
4: Yeah, 82 degrees. I don't run the air conditioner, so I'm sorry if you're a little bit warm oh, in fine. here. I, I, I prefer the heat. You know, get That's some, why we moved here. Well, exactly, exactly. I actually, I protest the cold. I know it doesn't do anything, but when it gets cold, I, I, just, I still wear the shorts and the t-shirt. I'm always protesting uh, Jack Frost. I don't I don't like the cold. <laughs> you Ain't getting these toes, Jack Frost. <laughs> no. Is that is that your own? Is that your interview question? Uh, what pronoun? Yeah, that that's it. Because <laughs> plenty of pe- plenty of people wanted to know that. I'm sure. What's your pronoun? I'm just Joe. You just Joe. Just an average Joe. Do you identify as Joe. I identify as your personal mechanic. Well, you do deliver things, so Joe six pack no i didn't get, i got it. maybe no. joe keg joe <laughs> keg as joe keg on twitter right yeah joe keg on twitter yes
3: i am a wolf j flywheel on the discord
4: are you on discord still? i was are you still using the discord I use it once in a while
3: but i'm not working nights anymore so
4: well let me ask you this uh since we've only got about 15 minutes left sure and all these damn people that said they were supposed to call so in the callers. show nobody some friends they are how many people are on facebook there saying oh colon 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 uh, like 30 40 just on Please. facebook emails text messages where's everybody at? It.
3: it's it's a little spooky getting on the radio but it's not that bad once you get into it yeah
4: well uh, i well i want to ask you this so you're here in studio a little bit behind the scenes you're here in studio yeah. you see the books very i'm not a gun nut but i have a few guns that's really all i have in here except that's the it. radio equipment yeah what's your, what's your impression you listen to a lot of radio, I think. You listened to a lot of radio. What's, what's your impression of all this? Well, one, you have a very clean studio. Well, thank you. Which I appreciate that. Thank you. I try to keep it's it very, clean.
3: It's actually very simple. You have your little, your little board over here and your,
4: your laptop and all your uh, inspiration on the walls. Well, that's exactly I, what it's supposed to be. I'm glad yeah. you, you see that. Now, now, if you look behind you, you see these books here. Anything stand out to you? I'm just curious if you, because I don't, no one ever comes in here, Joe. So if I'm, I'm wondering, like if if someone Let walks, me stand in, up and walk around. A <laughs> bit. I'm, I'm just curious what book stands out to you. Ryan put stuff me in the corner, so <laughs> he is in the corner. I'm just curious because I've had like, oh, we have another call coming in. You can get up and check it in a second. I was wondering because most people come in, they see mine. If if they were to come in, I would assume they see mein Kampf. Well, we you see know,
3: one on the <laughs>
4: Is he a Nazi? No, I uh, There's like four just books. Yeah. See the, uh, the symbol, the symbol book. There. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and take this call. Six one nine. You are on the secret teachings. First name, and last name, if you want. And where are you calling from? You are on the air. Hi,
5: Ryan. This is Laura. I'm calling from Las Vegas.
4: Howdy, Laura. Um,
5: I'm actually, (laughs) hey, so I'm actually calling really quick because I'm at work, but um, I just wanted to say congratulations on your 13th anniversary.
4: Thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate you've been a listener. How many years now?
5: For about four years.
4: Four years. So I
5: have truly enjoyed your show. And I have to say you are an inspiration to me like you would never know, but I'm sure that you have many other people like myself who admire you for all your work. So thank you for everything that you do and all the hard research and hard work that you do.
4: Well, thank you. I'm glad that you recognize that. I'm really happy to know that I've been an inspiration to you because you how you now have your own podcast. You said it was a little, little (laughs) bit inspired from the secret teachings.
5: Exactly. Heavily inspired. I would say, uh, yes, it's mysteries beyond with Laura Lavender. Um, yeah, but I mean, I talk about all things like occult spirituality um, so, and um, you played a big role in that. So, thank you for, for for everything.
4: Well, that warms my heart. I'm happy to hear that. And I, I know we've actually, I think we've inspired a lot of other shows. I don't want to name people, just stuff I've been told. But for some reason, I think we've inspired a lot of people. I didn't even know we were inspiring people. So that's good to know.
5: <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. So keep up the good work, Ryan.
3: Laura, right. this is Joe. I'm a guest here in the studio He's, today. he's in studio.
5: Oh, hi, Joe. How are you?
3: How do you do? Nice to meet you. Digitally. Digitally. Was <laughs> Digitally, it hard to yeah, jump into yeah. doing your own radio or a podcast?
5: Uh, it was because I had no idea how, like, how to start anything. So I pretty much had to do all the research myself um, and figure everything out step by step. Uh, but it's not impossible. It's definitely doable. Uh, it just takes a lot of hard work a lot of effort
4: yeah. the hardest step is the first step
5: yeah. right right first step is admitting
4: <laughs> that you want to do a podcast <laughs> once you can admit that then you have to the rest is easy right well Laura thank All you right. I know I know you're working so we'll let you go but thank you for calling in, and I appreciate it
5: <laughs> thank you so much bye guys
4: alright bye bye have a good night well there we go two calls so two if, calls come on let's get three so if you go outside and call now it's three calls so what what books did you see when you walked in here I'm just curious. Saw so, uh, the Mein Kampf. <laughs> your, your eyes went right to it. <laughs> Straight to it. Just, it's red and black. <laughs> I never understood that. Seriously, there's probably like 400 but you get books so in here. So much
3: taboo on it. Like it's such a bad thing. It's history.
4: Yeah, it's history. You
3: need, you need to learn about history to prevent the same stuff from happening if, in the future.
4: If you can have a copy of the Communist Manifesto, I can have an unabridged Mein Kampf. Right simple as that besides people ask me that like why do you have Mein Kampf? why not in the past for yeah it's like why not and second of all it's like why do you think that makes me a nazi i've got like 50 books on health do you think i'm a doctor too it doesn't make no. any sense i've got lovecraft books does that make me a science fiction writer because you don't, don't get it you don't listen to or watch a lot of science fiction do you no actually uh i don't know if you saw it when you came in but i have uh, that bookshelf out in the living room and that's that's my science fiction it's all the whole dune series that's okay. all i got like the, the prequels, the sequels, and then everything in between. Well, that and Lovecraft, and that's all I have. Yeah. Two good ones. Is it What, the Lovecraft? Or, Both of them. Oh, Lovecraft and Dune? Yeah, absolutely. Lovecraft and Dune. Are, and Dune's very much like the secret teachings. They got the secret society, and there's manipulation of bloodlines, and, you know, it's good stuff. Sounds like the world we live in. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very, <laughs> very much modeled off the world that we live in, absolutely. So uh, two calls. So We got Laura, we got Vaughn. We should have had like at least ten other people. It, it feels least. it feels embarrassing. I used to fill f- phone lines all the time at I'm the old station. I'm calling you
3: night stalker. Come on, we want to hear you.
4: He never texted me back. He
3: must be busy. Maybe he's day stalking today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he, might, he might be day stalking today. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Derek. Uh, Derek, maybe will uh maybe he'll message you back later. Just like make make sure he's okay because I haven't yeah. heard from him for a while too. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, we had this pre-recorded over the weekend because uh, we, well, we wanted to get a lot of people on the show, Michael uh, Vera and uh, Joe Roop, and then my other good friend Joe here in studio tonight. This is our anniversary show. We've been doing radio for over a decade, and I think that everything I've talked about in that decade or more, I think it's really just all in these books. It's all, uh, well, it's behind you and it's behind me here, we've got a lot of
3: a lot, of, a lot of research. Probably in your books as well,
4: too. Well, that's right. In my books, actually, I've, I've kind of compiled everything that's on the shelf into those books. Yep. Uh, last couple minutes we have here, unless you want to do another half hour off air. It's up to you. Okay. I you, know, well, you got things to do.
3: I do have things man. to do.
4: This is what happens when you get... It takes forever to get started, as we had a little issue today, a little tech issue. And then once you get started, you're like, well, mm-hmm. I... I could do another half hour. What's another half hour going to hurt? And then you're like, well, another 15 minutes, you know, and then it's all day. So anyway, let's, let's take the last 10 minutes here. Uh, open kind of a line, open kind of a form for you. I'm just curious. What's on your mind? What, what are you thinking about? Could be radio related, whatever. Let's just talk.
3: I'm looking at your wall. And you got a Ouija board.
4: Yeah. Tell, fo- of, tell folks what you can see in here. Tell folks what you There's, see.
3: It's, how would you describe that? It? It's almost like a, a Ouija board. That's a scarf kind of, tablecloth it's it, no
4: it's a it's yeah it's a ouija like a like a squeegee it's a it's a ouija cloth, a ouija cloth. Yeah, yeah. yeah now
3: can that work the same as the board
4: absolutely it can yeah and so can if you do pick, you need the what is that a little planchette is that what it's called yeah, i have one there on the door when you walk in did you see that to the studio uh, i did not oh there's one right there karen dolman Dahl- gave that to me as a gift I'm, i think she's going to be on the show in like a week and a half for halloween actually Ah, uh, but yeah, you can use the you can use like a CD with a little hole in the middle. You can make your own. So it needs some kind of an eye, something that you can see. Hole. Yeah, and you can just make it. You know yourself. You can make it with a piece of paper, really. Okay. Yeah, you could you could take a, a piece of cardboard, make a make a board on it. Cardboard. I just wasn't sure
3: if it's like you know, like blessed or cursed nope. or something. Nope. No, no
4: blessings, no curses. <laughs> There's no <laughs> blessings,
3: no curses. Aren't they the same blessings and curses? In a sense,
4: <laughs> in, a in a sense, I guess you, I guess you could, we don't have time to debate that. I no. <laughs> only got
3: what, a couple minutes
4: here. A couple minutes. But yes, the Ouija board, you can make your own, make it out of anything. And I don't believe that it's, cur- I mean, it's been on the wall. I've had that Ouija board for, well, eight years. Not one time has it erupted in flames. Okay. Now the edges are a little tattered. That's because it's that's that's the design of it. Mm-hmm. It has not caught on fire. So, and neither has the one on the wall over there. Neither one have caught on fire.
3: You're not summoning Belzebub or any of them. No, 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 no. Coming through, flaming stuff up.
4: You you know that I'm telling the truth too, because if they did catch on fire, this place would go up fast. Oh yeah, with all the paper. There's
3: a lot of paper in here. A lot of kindling. <laughs> yeah. What that's, about this uh, this art here?
4: Who did this? These two, which is on your, uh, a, your a witch, a witch, a witch did that. Yes. A modern witch. Uh, my son's mom. Oh, geez. she, oh, okay. she, did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. I, that's, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how to take that one. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's not really a joke. We'll talk off air about it, but yes. Uh, originally that was the original design, the original secret teaching. I, I kind of designed the one, the, well, the one on the left there. Okay. Yeah. But those t-shirts, I don't ever talk about the t-shirts. I don't even no. What are they on? T public? T public. I don't make any money off of them. If people like the design, this is a new design though. I have on now. This that is came a, out
3: like four months ago.
4: Yeah. Joe Roop's friend, Amanda, mm-hmm. she designed this for me. She hand drew the whole thing. It looks really cool. It's very cool. Yeah. What else do you see in here? What else we got? Let's see the onk. You got, I got, I got to have an onk. You got to onk. onk. Got to onk.
3: Did you ever see that thing where they took the onk, the star David and all those other symbols and it all makes the, was it the, the cabal or the the key of life? The key of
4: life or the, or the, the tree, tree of, of life? The tree yeah. of life. Uh, I don't know if I've seen a merging of the symbols like just laying them on top of each other like they that. They
3: all like interfuse and like when it spins around, it, it creates that. Somebody out there knows you, what I'm did you, talking about. Did you
4: see that in Sedona? No, no? I did not see that. I feel like that's a t-shirt in Sedona.
3: <laughs> I've been to Sedona. It does have an energy there. I don't want to sound. No, it, really, it, does. it, it be, really does. It really
4: does. You just
3: feel more calm and happy. There's something magical about Sedona.
4: There is something magical. I don't know what it is either, remember, but remember
3: that magical person we saw at that uh that event we went to? She seemed like a Sedona person. Magical per- what the she one was, in
4: Phoenix we yeah, went to? Yeah, who was complaining about
3: the 5G towers in her neighborhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she was just plastered with like she had glitter, glitter. She had glitter, everywhere.
4: <laughs> what is it with the glitter? I, I'd like I to
3: don't, I don't know.
4: I I, I re- maybe I should just invest in the technology and get the phone line system and do the phones every night because I would love to just have like a you know, have a call in line person. Yeah. A new age call in line. Call in and tell me what the glitter's about. Maybe it's some type of crystal. ground up. And it could, helps could be, I don't could know. be, what else we got in here? I'm just trying to give people a view of the There's studio. There's a uh, great symbol of Solomon which mm-hmm. is the star of David. It's
3: got like a guy with a hat. Looks like he's doing some uh, yoga there. That, that's how I did it. It's described
4: it in the book. It's a, a guy with a hat with Doing gun, yoga. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the unabridged edition. And
3: then we got the ruins here and that looks Celtic to me. Celtic. Yeah. Almost like uh, the elven language
4: from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know who created the, the ruins or who gave the ruins I to man? Have,
3: I have no idea what this is. Okay. Please explain it.
4: <laughs> it is. Okay. So the, uh, the God Odin. Okay. He was hanged on the world tree. Well, it's a prototype. He had the one eye with the crow,
3: with the the Vikings, right?
4: That's wait the uh, the one eye. Didn't, so didn't the, he have one eye? I don't know if Odin had page? one eye. I don't, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, in, in no story that I've read, um, Odin was he was hanging on the tree, and he he gave these ruins as a language to man. Uh, there's a blood element to it. Some say that he gave them in blood or. So it's similar to like Jesus, right? Cause mm-hmm. Jesus is the son of God and the Bible is the word of God. And so he gives, he gives his blood as salvation and his salvation. You know, you learn about it in the Bible, which is the word of God. So it's in the blood. So it's in the sacrifice. So it's, so it's a very similar kind of a thing. So the ruins are almost like a, a Bible, but it's a language in and of themselves. Yeah.
3: So each symbol there has a story or is that like a, that makes a language?
4: Well, it depends on who you ask because like tr- traditionally and simplistically put each one has its own meaning and you can combine it with others and they have
3: there's a story behind each
4: it's yeah it's like it's like kanji in japanese there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds or in chinese like millions of symbols and you combine them and then distort one and they all have different meanings but ruins are easier because there's only a certain amount and then yeah they have different meanings when you put them together and There's actually some in I think in some of the German architecture, like old school German architecture, they they would put the they would build the ruins into the architecture of the house. So you see those like white houses with the brown, the brown like uh, uh, pillars or or bars that kind of go into a lot of times it's actually ruins. They actually have a meaning to them like a stained glass, too. uh, I guess they could. You can incorporate it in anything, really. I mean, the Azov battalion in Ukraine uses them. The Nazis that we've been financing are using the Z. A lightning bolt. Uh, yeah, well, they're using that, which is what Himmler's SS used. Yep, which means victory uh, in Hebrew. That's also elif, so that has a very deep, powerful meaning behind it. It's the sword and the serpent, which is also Kabbalah. So you, you're mixing all these things together. You've got Jewish mysticism, you've got uh, uh, the Hebrew language, you've got Celtic, you've got Scandinavian, you've got all these things coming together. But you have all these old stories, and they all have the same meaning. They do tend to have the same meaning, yeah. They do have this. tend to have the same meaning. Just different names. Yeah. Just different names. Well, we're just about out of time, so unfortunately we have to, we have to cut off here. Uh, we are, let's do a half hour. Okay. I, the I still have
3: to congratulate you
4: on your 12 to 13 years. I was waiting Con- for congratulations. it. Congratulations. <laughs> how rude of thank me. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, we'll do another half hour after this. I, I appreciate it uh, that you've yeah. come into the studio tonight. Uh, how, how does it feel? It feels good. It feels good. I was a little nervous at first, but now I'm getting more and more comfortable. Okay, and it'll get even more comfortable in this 30 minute after hour show. So if you're listening to The Secret Teachings right now, a special three hour edition of the show, we're going to go an extra half hour, but it won't be on the network. It'll be at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe today. Even if you're not a subscriber, you'll still be able to catch that extra 30 minutes. 12, 13 years on air, we're continuing to push forward. Ground 0. Radio 5 nights a week 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info you'll find that extra half hour. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Hopefully
3: someone calls in and takes some of this weight off my that's, shoulders.
4: That's that's possible. We might get another call. It's embarrassing. Why do people why do, why do people do that? Just don't tell me you're going to call in if you're not going to call in. Uh, again, pre-recorded over the weekend. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday as always. And get into Halloween a little bit as the week moves on into uh, into the month of October as we approach Samhain. www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Bye-bye, Joe. We'll talk to you in a second. Have a good night. Secret Teachings after hours. You are not hearing this on the radio or on the stream where you normally hear the show. You probably know that already. You're listening to the Secret Teachings either in our free archive on the mini radio and podcast players, or you are listening to the Secret Teachings on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're already a subscriber. You want other people to hear the show, share the free archive. If you are not a subscriber, you're listening to the free archive, you want to get rid of the advertisements, subscribe to the archive on the website. We had a couple callers in the last hour. This is our anniversary show here on The Secret Teachings. Uh, I know that October 9th was the first time I ever spoke on radio. So that is uh, this weekend, October 9th, uh, it was early, 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 early in the morning, though. Uh, October 9th into the October 10th, so it's my anniversary weekend, and I wanted to do something special. I had uh, Joe Roop and Michael vera two of the guys that gave me a start in radio. Now we're here on uh, ground zero dot radio five nights a week, that's where all of you uh usually find us. But of course, this is a little bit of an after show, we haven't done an after show in years. And I'm still in studio with my good friend, Joe, a listener from Tucson, Arizona. I've been informed, Joe, that we do have uh, potential callers calling in soon. I hope so. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Hey, look, there's a humming. Well, there was a hummingbird outside the window. Maybe he wanted to call in. There's a lot of hummingbirds out here. And they're all fake. None of them are real. Just swat them with tennis rackets because sometimes they're annoying. None of them are real. They're all made up. They're all fake. So anyway, we were talking about the studio. I want to get a little behind the scenes. Uh, we started out tonight's show almost four hours ago with a little bit of behind the scenes. But so we talked about some of the, the decorations. It's a clean uh, studio, you said. It's a nice studio. You like the studio?
3: Yes, I I like it a lot. There's also uh, it's good some to pictures hear pictures
4: of Fox. Yeah, I do have my uh, my son up there on the wall, and uh, I think that's a picture of Hope and you right there too. It is. That's from her brother's wedding. Yeah, I got i don't have a picture frame she does exist i have met her she's, she's not her. like birds she, she's, she's not, not a fake. fake no she's not fake yeah i do have her and then i have another picture of fox on my desk i don't know i have the more i do radio the more i clean it out like at some point it's just going to be this board this wire and this mic and that's going to be it i no, can't do that you got to have some inspiration around you. Yeah. Yeah. well at least the desk i don't know the desk i feel like it's just me- does it look messy to you i feel like no, it's messy it's not too bad See, I, these are the problems you, I suffer you, from you met my,
3: You've met my fiance. I have. You should see what what she thinks is clean. She's probably going to hate me for saying this, but see if I. Well, don't
4: tell her we did the extra half hour.
3: No. She ain't listening.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know my fiance Hope doesn't listen anymore either because she said I hear it all anyway. So what's you the do. point? Like when we go out, it's it's listening to the show. So what's the point when listening <laughs> to the show? Yeah, I. You know, I've I've done this for so long. I don't remember most of the people I've interviewed. I mean, if you said their name, I'd remember them. But off the top of my head, I did pull up. I don't know if I want to click play anywhere in this show, but I did pull up from 2014. This was the first interview I ever conducted. I don't know if I should play it. First live interview? First live interview. Ever? That I ever did. It was with a lady named Shirley Andrews. Was this on The Secret Teachings? Yeah, it was on the secret. Yeah, so for people who don't know, we talked about this at the very beginning. I didn't want to rehash too many details, but because you've all probably heard this story before, but the uh, the secret teachings was originally called the D Show, and I took that show over and then turned it into the secret teachings. uh, Early to it was actually March third, two thousand thirteen, but I did radio four years. Three four, three four years before that. So yeah, this was, this was a year into the secret teachings. This was the first interview I ever did. I honestly don't even want to play it. It sounds, my Cut, voice is go horrible. Like
3: half of it. And let's see.
4: Horrible. My voice is horrible. I don't know. Let's His play. His voice
3: is this deep in real life too.
4: It's not all set up. I uh, see. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that deep. You, you, you say that. I'll take. And Ryan's I'll, a skinny guy for having a deep voice. <laughs> I might be one of the skinniest guys in radio. Could be. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Think you, s- yeah. yeah.
3: You're not eating Cheetos and chocolate milk. And-
4: Kev Baker had me, I think. Yeah. He was gaunt, but Kev's unfortunately passed away. I think I took the crown of the, the thinnest guy in late night radio.
3: He just passed
4: back he, in January? It was within the last year, yeah. And January, lost, February, uh,
3: lost a few greats this year.
4: Jordan Maxwell Jordan. just passed away recently. That's how I discovered you. Through Jordan? Through Jordan. Was it an interview that we had done?
3: Yes, it was. I was, uh, you know, driving through the desert bored. Mm-hmm. I like, oh. I heard Jordan Maxwell interview on another network. And then
4: I'm like, oh, I'm gonna look up some more of his stuff. And then you popped up and I started, well, that's good to know down the rabbit hole. I think you mentioned that to me. Jordan was a great guy. I really wish I'd have gotten, uh, we wanted to do a biography with him, but would have never cool. got a chance to.
3: He was just so old
4: school and told you how it how it is and how it was. Yeah, he's he's like that guy who just he has the wildest story you've ever heard. Yeah, and you can't much. stop listening to it. And it just, he just goes.
3: That should be the title of a book: "The Wildest Story the wildest Ever." Story. The, Jordan Jordan Max- the
4: Jordan Maxwell story. Yeah. Um, well, let's here. Here is the original one of the original introductions. I think so. I used to upload these on another archive site, and okay. there's hundreds and hundreds. Of, I've done thousands of shows over the years. Uh, the show started out two hours on a Sunday morning. And then we went from there. That's how, but th- that's where this was. This was like 6am in the morning. So let's see what the intro. The following program, the following program contains program material. of oh, enlightening yeah. in the nature. Open-mindedness. Open-minded. Now for the record, is that? that's my voice. No. And that's when I was like eight, eight no, I would not not 18 years old. Why did I say that? Six and eight. I was 21, 22. Wow. So I was a younger guy. When that happened, yeah, you know, you notice the voice right away, though, right? You did, stu- it did not sound like you. No, you know what it sounds like?
2: I want you to open your. It sounds like that. some guy
4: who has vocal fry is what it sounds like. I would have been a really, really, really good liberal. I think Antifa, that that just kind of like weak, pathetic guy. That's what I used to be, I think, and radio saved me. So that was the intro. (laughs) Very similar. Very similar.
3: The The new intro's got some Jurassic Park in
4: there. Yes, I added that. I I recommend that one. So this is the original intro. I I had edited this, well, 2013. And I've been using the same file ever since. Like every year I might tweak it 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 a little bit. That's pretty much the same intro, yeah. I don't have Godzilla like Clyde does, though. I've never listened to Clyde. yet. never heard. Clyde. Well, good thing you said that on the after show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sure. Been wanting to just. All right, let's see. Object either doesn't mean the government military programs work okay. to develop this. Okay, I, I can't, dude. I can't listen to my voice. It's so bad. Come on, I let's
3: hear a little. Go like halfway
6: they through. They moved out. In Shirley the Ocean, where there is a lot of evidence um, that they, you know, who they were, where they came, from. they all came. The same place when
4: you get into. I probably DNA just things. let her talk a lot and didn't I, say anything. What and was the interview about? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> no, no, Atlantis. No, no. I definitely want to get into the DNA and to get into genetics a little bit. But before we even do that, uh, you're right about the cataclysm. I've heard several things about the sinking of Atlantis because you hear, well, the gods were responsible. But then when you look into who are the gods, maybe they were physical beings. But then again, the, the more ancient... My God, now that, that I'm listening... Hold, hold on a second. Kings. Now I'm listening to my voice. Someone's got like a, a a Woody Allen kind of thing to a it. A little stutter. <laughs> Did you, are you picking that up? It's uh-huh. like a little thing there. I don't think you ever lost it. I think you still have it. A I still have bit. the stutter? Sometimes when you're like trying to... The, 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 this is secret teachings put something on something <laughs> <laughs> after mythological beings and they would name also planets oh, after man. mythological beings so by saying that a heavenly object five minutes die. we got another call apparently caused the flood technically cool. it did they just yeah, we'll see what happens uh, uh, the name of their king or the name of their queen oh, and laura messaged or, 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 me she said she said she was nervous and that object everybody so, uh, everyone's right. on the radio. and you know the
6: leaders of today will be the gods of tomorrow. she should be
3: getting used exactly right you
1: know
4: <laughs> what's that she should be used to it by now with her own show <laughs> well you would think that i don't know yeah. yeah you would think that most people i mean even myself i get i still get nervous sometimes you're human i'm he, human it's not a giant bird over you can confirm this so that I mean that's what some of the original show sounded like there's not much there I mean if you go back any further I'm, I, I I I don't know if uh
3: do you have anything from your
4: when you were at the Florida <laughs> school yeah okay so I actually pulled up I'm glad we did this extra half hour so I actually pulled up the um the archive hard drive here Memories. I go to my archive. I've got 2019, 2021, 22, and then 2022 when I switched to ground zero and then I have, uh, the D show archive. So that's like, that's really old. And let's see what else we got. 2013 through 2019. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here. So this would be, so, okay. So that would be the Shirley Andrews interview would be in here somewhere 2014. And then if you go back even further, that would be the D show. So God knows what's in this file. And There's the D show 2011.
3: Pick a folder, any folder. You
4: want to just go to a, just a random... I think these are these are the oldest here, 2013. Hey, you know what I might have? Hold on a second. Can you talk for a second so I can get...
3: <laughs> sure. I'll just uh, narrate
4: what Ryan's doing here. He's scrolling through his... Okay, right now I'm looking... <laughs> There it is. I think this I think this was the first episode of the Secret Teachings when we transferred This trans- will be interesting. FM WPR. No, maybe Wendell not. Park. Who's the that? best in basement That reviews. was, was D. Robot. That was my friend Dimitri, yeah. yeah I was wrong about I was wrong about that whole I'm going to try to find the first episode. Hold on. What
3: is your uh, cover picture there?
4: Uh, that is me photoshopped uh, to replace Alistair Crowley cuz I didn't like him. So I photoshopped myself into the image. It was (laughs) Very rudimentary uh, Photoshop skills at the time. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find it 2013. We're going to find it. And I did try to find this stuff before the show, but it was just, there's just, as you can see, there's so many files, old shows. I don't know. You know where it might be. It actually might be in the, the original place I used to upload. It might actually be here somewhere, but I don't want to bore people by trying to dig through and find this thing.
3: So what brought you to Arizona?
4: I know you lived what here before. What brought me to Arizona? Why'd
3: you pick Arizona?
4: Um, I like the desert. I like that there really aren't uh, natural disasters out here. There really isn't weather.
3: It is one of the safest
4: <laughs> places in the country besides the uh, the animals here and the plants. Yes, it is. I've, I mean, everything else wants to kill you, but as long as you can stay away from those things and yeah, it's good. I don't know. I like the desert. There's something about it that draws me here. I, I don't want to live in Tucson. I don't think anymore just because of what the city's like, but
3: I'm glad that we're on the outskirts about where we are, but I'm over Tucson as well. Where do you want to go? I kind of like Benson. If Benson, I was to say okay. closer to uh, the city, it's like an hour and a half.
4: East. I've been to Benson one time or Northern Arizona. It's pretty cool. North, yeah. It's a little more expensive up there. It's expensive everywhere. It, it's very expensive everywhere. Yep. I don't see yeah, I don't see it. I don't know. It's in there somewhere. It, it, it's just, there's so many, you can see there's just file after file. There's like hundreds and hundreds of shows everywhere. I look, let's just find something random. I don't know. This is 2000. Is that 2019? Oh, Oh, this is actually, I think the show I did in a hotel room. Is that
3: when you guys are traveling? Sure.
4: We need to be careful that we... Yeah, this was recorded on a computer. This was a um, contact in the desert. Okay. We need to discern, at least attempt to discern... My friend was trying to go to sleep, and I was recording this. She was cool about it. (laughs) And you believe in aliens and they tell you the government wants to cover this up and you believe the government's covered this up. Well, that just confirmed your bias and you're not asking them. Can you? That was the I think that was the Jordan Sather, David Wilcock year at Contact in the Desert. Is that the one that you got like, kicked out of? Uh, well, I didn't I didn't technically get kicked out of it. They let me come. They gave me a ticket. I wasn't supposed to be there because Jimmy Church and David Wilcock said he wouldn't come. Jimmy Church pretending like he didn't know me. Um, but uh, I more so was like more, more like ask not to come back. I've had a job like that once. <laughs> they, okay. didn't, they didn't fire you or kick you. He's like, don't come back. Just, yeah. Well, uh, but I do have to say for, for the record, the people that ran it were okay. Well, the one woman that ran it was okay. She, I didn't have any issue with her. She's the one that let me come. Okay. But everybody else... That was kind of around the The Wilcock train. The upper woo woo. brass and the woo-woo, yeah, the, the Wilcock train. They they they'd prefer that I didn't come back. I think I have that somewhere too. We've done so many things over the years. We would need to sit here for like twelve hours and but we gotta hear the rap. You gotta hear the rap. We gotta hear the rap. I don't even know where the rap oh. is either. <laughs> so many files. I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? Is it on YouTube? Well, I know Stephen Cambion used it. He used it in a lot of his Wilcox shows. He put like a, he made it into a music video. Did you see that?
3: And they have like little
4: little guys dancing around. I think SpongeBob was in there. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think I could pull it up. Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. I have it in my iTunes. That'll be easier to pull it up. I can play the rap. Yeah. The the new age money. Is that the one you're thinking of? I think so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The, The funny thing is this is not as embarrassing as some of the original shows. Uh, and we'll play a little bit more of that in a second okay
3: but you are a big rap fan aren't you i'm a huge For rap genre fan of
4: music yeah that's your number 1 yeah i mean i wasn't into like lil john and the east side boys Well, you know it was like bitch ho that was like the whole line the, the whole degrading to one. yeah bitch 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 ho ho yeah i didn't i didn't like that that much You're
3: not dope. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right here's the new age money yeah David Wilcock with the disclosure. In week one, I used to like Mike Adams. I don't know how I feel about him anymore. Insider? Hey, we getting new age money. Hey, we said it be funnier if we had the music money. video. Lie, lie, we'll lie, 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 lie. Now, there ain't no way that you can kill the con dead. I got new age money and ufology bread. Making crystals, gold money like a pot full of honey. So midi scams laughing in your face. I think it's funny. Throw my cash in your face. Ascended from the rat race. Disclosure projects. Money pit, you can call me Chevy Chase. Don't bother playing fair up my sleep. I got the but the other frauds in the dust, can't keep up with my pace. A six hour video. Give you just a little taste, then drop three, three, three. I promise you it ain't a waste. If you figure it's a scam, no, you ain't. Got a case, I predicted it already. I'm, I'm the real Edgar, Edgar case. case. Call me Oracle, cause, cause I knew I you break the vase. Got a giant Cali house next to Jimmy's UFO base. Edgar Case, area 51, About to storm the base. Money counter doesn't work, I need a lawn rake. Lie, 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 la. Lie, 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 yeah, lie, that's lie, the first lie. verse. How I think long? I'm a good writer. I don't like the performance, but how long did it take you to write that? Forty five minutes. We have to get you against Eminem. <laughs> the perform- Two white
3: boys just going at it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to perform that at a conference. Give me a conference, and I'll. They she- they usually have a musical number. Uh, so, you know, the, the contact, the contact I've never in the been desert. To one
3: I've, I've always wanted to.
4: Now that we're out here in the desert, we should definitely do it. They are doing contact next year. I heard
3: because that show you did with. Uh,
4: who? Which one? Um, but the maps. Brad. Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said he was going to one or something. He does like 12 or 13 a year he speaks at. Um, I, I signed up to be a speaker on the cruise ship down to Mexico. I don't think they're going to let me be a speaker no. on the cruise ship. Do you know any Spanish? No, no. I mean, there's a, everybody else there speaks English, and I'm, um, I'm sure it'll be people that, that are down there in Mexico. Be It's all on the ship. Okay. Most people down there, I think, speak English in those tourist areas anyway, depending on where you go.
3: Have you ever been on a cruise ship?
4: No, I haven't. I Neither thought, have I. I thought talking about aliens would keep me off the <laughs> from the seasickness. Or, or talking about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah, that that should have been my presentation. Yeah, haunted cruise ships in the Bermuda yeah. Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I only do the presentation at night, though. So there's that one. I I don't know. I kind of like the Wilcock roast. Remember the Wilcock roast? Have you heard that I one? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, man. It's here. This one's good. You know, we were threatened. This is the secret Terrorism. teachings after Terrorism. hours, by the way. Uh, at the anniversary the show and again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... David, David Wilcock, call him the cock blocker. I'd like to formally introduce you to the Hurt Locker. As far as I'm concerned, you're a conspiracy teeny bopper. As far as I'm concerned, you're a conspiracy teeny bopper. Presentations are faker than penalties in soccer. Arguably faker than NASA Moonwalkers. You got your own security theater. Call the coppers. The way you steal from people, you might as well be a mobster. Now we gotta get up popping like Overred and You're more fake than placebos. Given out by doctors, but I'm like Cindy Lock because time after time I'm slaying these rounds and I do it all day every time and every line I own it because you know that it's mine and if you've missed what I said hit stop and quickly rhy you're out of your mind while I am soundly in mind your underground priestess even had to so it goes on like that for about five minutes <laughs> if you take an old blockbuster thing be please be kind and rewind <laughs> I remember that yeah see if there's any there's I'm just gonna skip ahead Blowers, it's like garbage and leaves and I am the leaf blower you're a puff of hot air and I am the Krakatoa you're like weeds in the yard and I am the lawn mower you're a dirty little rat and I'm a boa constrictor you can barely make a sound while well, I am off of the Richter I am hands down in first place I won the race I'm the victor so while your lies are sick my mind will always be slicker so here is the kicker you're a clickbait boot licker. Cabal is coming after you but what can they do they ban Alex Jones too but they cannot shut down your website or don't I never understood that really? Will Cox under assault, but they can't get his PayPal page down. He can always get donations, no matter how hard the cabal comes after him. Never that's understood wild.
3: that because usually that's the first thing they go after. You would think so.
4: You would think so, unless he's making it all up. You know, if he's making it all up, then it would well, make most sense. Most of it is all made up. <laughs> so that was that was the uh, that was a little bit of the Wilk. I did a Sather song. There's a cabal. So you have a whole album. I have a whole like, album of. Where can uh, this is what I do? People yeah, find this uh, or is
3: it private? it's a private it's
4: private in my itunes you have to hack my computer to get it (laughs) well hasn't that happened before oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) was that in boise uh with the computer being hacked uh almost everywhere i've lived uh boise tucson before and rochester yeah so it's it's happened i don't know i don't think they got the music though I don't think they got the music. Well, there's a bunch of them. I did a bunch, I a bunch of songs. We know if you fail at radio, you can at least become a rapper. I could try. I feel like I could write lyrics, but you I don't really? know about, I don't know about the performance. The Jordan say one was really good. I don't know if I want to play that, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Let's see what else we got in these files. Uh, I'll play a second of like a really old show. I should have brought a thumb drive. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> when I go to the bathroom, you just clean it out. <laughs> Like one of those movies, it's, it's like 80%, 85%. <laughs> yeah. You're just waiting to get it out before I come back. Uh, let's find something. You pick something. What year? Here's 2013. Here we go. Maybe it's in here. I really want to find the original show. There, there's two, 22, three, one. Now What's that image? <laughs> Which image? Oh, that is the... So I used to use for the show the Grand Alchemical Rosicrucian you know, or the Grand Rosicrucian Alchemical Formula. Okay. It's on the front of I don't think it's over there somewhere. I have the Manly Hall book, the secret teachings of all ages, which is what the show's named after. It's on the front cover of that. But it used to just be like it. It said the secret teachings listen with, you know, the me and I had some other people that did shows with me and it has the names of the the topics.
3: That's part of that. But that's in black and white.
4: <laughs> well, that's actually that was inspired the, Yeah. The show logo. The mm-hmm. original one was inspired by this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know where it's at. This is uh it's bugging me. I'm sure it, it exists somewhere in cyberspace. Somewhere somebody has Up in the cloud. It's up in the cloud. There's three one fourteen. Oh, I see what it does. It jumps around so it puts all the Februaries next to each other for two thousand thirteen fourteen. You notice that I'm not I'm not prepared for this. It's live radio. It's, yeah. Well, normally, even that I would normally be prepared, but I just, I can't, there's like, there's like 2000 episodes. I can't search through all those and find well, it. We got almost 13 years of this. It's going to be a lot, it's a lot of episodes. Yeah, but epi- here's five the five
3: episodes a week,
4: five episodes a week. Not, not for the entirety of the, of the, the over what 12, 13 years, but close uh, enough. It's a lot of episodes. Uh, here's the earth's hollow moon show. I did three hours. My show used to be three hours. actually, fd Red 40, not fd and Red 40. Uh, liver malfunction, glycerin, high fructose corn syrup, propylene glycol. Which was this vaccinations? That's not. God knows what it was. I don't know. Water, it's purified. As <laughs> <though. It's laughs> Mike purified. D. Mike, don't it's worry purified. about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, we also have uh, citric so acid. So I don't know. I don't know what I was doing there. But we went into the Earth's Hollow Moon later.
3: What is it's citric not acid? Genetically it's modified. Everything.
4: Uh, citric acid is derived from mostly from corn. It's also a natural uh, fungus, or I think it's a fungus or a mold. It's asparagus, niger, and it grows on, like, onions. You see the black on the tops of the onions? That's citric acid. It's natural, but when you synthetically derive it from corn, which is genetically engineered, you got a completely different product, and uh, they use that for, like, everything.
3: It's in everything.
4: You look on the back of any ingredients. Yep, citric acid, uh, tocopherol, which is, like, it's vitamin E, they uh, derive that from soy, which is mostly genetically engineered. Um, and, and it's not that you need to find a genetically engineered, a non-genetically engineered uh, soy product or a, a tocopherol, but they, they derive it from that because it's cheaper, it's easier than sourcing the organic product, but it's still, a, it's synthetically derived. And the process is like for aspartame, they use like... Um, they 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 what is it like? They feed bacteria something, and then the bacteria defecates, and then that's what the that's what aspartame is. It's like bacterial defecation. It's just gross. I don't want yeah. to oh. <laughs> eat it. I don't either You know, if if anything, this show will make you. Make I you have learned a lot about food. Stop losing or start losing weight because you won't eat anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned about food. Yeah. Learned okay, about, well that's good. Learn a lot of different things on this show.
3: Which is good. It's not all one subject.
4: No, it's not. I mean, hollow moon. Yeah, hollow moon
3: to what's in your food.
4: Civil war medicine. I did a show on civil war medicine once. That's fascinating, actually. Is that a lot of willow in there for (laughs) aspirin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used to use a... They actually used something called the blue pill, but it wasn't... Not that blue pill. It wasn't that blue pill. Um, And it's basically like a mercury tablet. So that wasn't good. (laughs) Wasn't there what Chinese emperor would...
3: Eat mercury on the regular because I thought it gave him. Powers. I
4: don't know. Do you want to find out? Let's find out. I think it was the one who who has that ruins of the the, the terracotta army. Oh, really? Is that the one? I think State so. The Chinese emperor. I'm sure a lot of them ate mercury. Eats mercury. mercury. Let's see. By the way, we'll have to have you back. Another show where it's actually um, themed. We have a topic. And we have a topic. Qin Shi Hong. Quin Shi Hong. Yeah. If you say it really fast, then it sounds like, you know, how you're saying it. Shi <laughs> <laughs> Hong. I took Japanese. I did some jazz, but it's way different than
3: that's a whole nother. That. Animal. That's
4: a whole nother thing. Yeah. One's a t- one's a dragon, you know, Chinese. Mm-hmm. And another one is uh, a robot. So I think that's, that's <laughs> all the Japanese know about today's robots and AI girlfriends and their culture is just like you know their culture, just like the 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 layout of like traditional Japanese culture, has been like decimated by, by like corporate industry that's basically selling it off. Do you think that's after we bombed them? Yeah. Well, uh, and well a lot of it's because of us. I, I mean, a lot of it was. I mean, most of the world didn't even know much about Japan. Japan is so isolated, and it's such a unique culture. I mean, not that Europe isn't unique or, or China isn't unique, but yeah, I mean, and Japan is. They have such such distinctness about them that uh yeah, most of the rest of the world was I just watched introduced the, to that more recently a documentary on the history channel on like cars that made the world, and they were talking about Honda and toyota and mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting, well, especially the Honda they certainly got a jump start on cars and to the uh but they made them newer efficient. technologies all well, right their emissions right. and everything. Thanks
3: to the atomic bomb. Yeah. Because I think they were making
4: products for us and they had to follow certain guidelines. When, when, like before we dropped the bombs on at, them, I think after I, 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 I thought we were supposed to receive another call. So I apologize. I'm trying to, oh, I'm trying to good. do a message here. <laughs> uh, let's Radio see. and texting at the same time. Can it's hard. It? It's hard. I can do it. So anyway, that's the, uh, that's the I guess that's the, the majority of tonight's show. We've done like another half hour here. I was hoping we get another call. Is there anything else you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, I think, I think we're you good. Think, you think you're good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're probably pretty good, too. We've done uh, a solid two hours. And then, of course, if you are listening to this, you probably heard the first part of tonight's show with Joe Roop, and Michael Vera, and our introduction tonight, a little bit of a background on the show. Uh, we'll be back normal as normal, Monday through Friday, five nights a week, 10 p.m., to Midnight Pacific on Ground Zero.radio and always here wherever you are listening the free archive or you can go to the website thesecretteachings.info and you can listen there as well and uh, if you have not subscribed please subscribe to the archive I'd really appreciate that it's the only thing outside of listening to the show for free which you know you have to listen to ads so we get a little bit of profit from that that's one of our major uh, incomes and those uh, are super annoying totally annoying Totally annoying, so you know. Oh, yeah. You know. You'll be in the middle of a conversation and then talking about car insurance or something. For some reason, I get a lot of McDonald's ads and I get a lot of like donate to Jewish causes ads. <laughs> Have you heard those? I'm not listening to the free one. Um, that's Somebody actually messaged me and said, you're a hypocrite. You're a sellout. They call me a jerk. You're a jerk. And I said, why? And they messaged me back and said, because you're talking about health food and nutrition and then you're running McDonald's advertisements during your show. You're the one that's not eating McDonald's for that's for sure. I'm definitely not even if McDonald's wants what? to pay me, you might've used to. <laughs> oh, I absolutely did. From the stories I've heard so much McDonald's like, uh, eight cheeseburgers for dinner, stuff eight? like that. Oh yeah. Eight. Ocho. Oh yeah. Ocho. Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was a, I was, a, I told you I was overweight. I was an obese guy. That's what he said. I, I find, find it hard guy. to believe. I have a picture somewhere around here uh, from high school if i if it's easy to find after we're done recording i'll show it to you for for as clean as it is in here i'm not very organized today but uh i didn't want the show to be organized i just wanted it to be laid back and uh have a conversation with you had some other people on i'm disappointed i thought mike d was going to call in he he kept telling me 10 minutes 15 minutes come on mike D. We need you come on number three maybe if we do like uh one of those uh what are they, crystal bowl meditation, directionalize Channeling. your energy kind of things, yeah. I'm going to channel Mike D right now. And then see if we can get Mike to call. Of all people, because Mike was with us from the very beginning. Let me just call Mike. Just I'm, call him. I'm just going to call Mike. You know what? I know he's working another job right now, but. Call him and call him out. Come on. Come on, man. Well, come on. I, you got that sound clip. I absolutely have that sound clip. There it is. and Hit that one.
5: Come on, man.
4: I don't know if he's going to answer
6: how oh, dare you
4: we could have been playing with those the whole show could i have. forgot i forgot the uh...
3: excuse me it's ma'am <laughs>
4: i like that one
6: <laughs> you reach mike leave a message I...
4: mike's not answering no it's, that's that's um, bad that's the first year mike hasn't done the show with us for the anniversary there's some other one what i can't even see what is that
3: you're you're a couple years younger than me remember going to like soundboards online Back when the internet was still young, yeah, I, yeah, I do remember the Arnold that. Schwarzenegger
4: and all that. <laughs> you want the pizza and that? And need the bullets and mushrooms? You down? Get down? Get down again? I never did it, but I had friends in high school that would do it, and they would play like if the t- like we had computer class, the teacher came in, they'd say like Get out your textbooks." My friend would always have like a Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Shut the f up! <laughs> I don't remember asking you a god thing. Do you see snakes on a plane? No, I, n- I never saw that. <laughs> I love this. I love this guy. Click this one. Become proficient. You know who Get that a concealed is? firearms license and carry it. And if you need to shoot somebody, shoot them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Grady Judd, the uh, sheriff the of Florida. Oh, we ran out of bullets? Uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. guy who's like, yeah, we, should, we we would have shot him more, but we ran out of ammunition. <laughs> Shot um, Thirteen times, Polk County. I used to live. I didn't know. I didn't know anything when I was living there. What was going on around me? But this, is, this guy's been sheriff sure for like twenty years.
2: But we
0: have received information and social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhoods. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County, <laughs> because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage them to own guns. They probably And they're going to gonna be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. <laughs> and if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with your gun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's a sheriff. but Make sure you pull that body back in. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's on your property. It's on your property. And they're facing you mm-hmm. when it happens. If we had more sheriffs like that, be a much safer place to live, I think. We had one in Milwaukee. I forgot his name. The guy that rode the horse. Yeah, he was great. Okay, so you you are a little bit older than me. You, different background. We come from different parts of the country. But I'm I'm curious, and it's a sincere question. Maybe you have an answer. I don't have an answer. Why is it offensive to people's sensibilities the idea that if someone tries to rob you, mug you, rape you, vandalize your property, break into your house, steal your stuff, steal your car, etc. Why is it offensive to people that you'd want to shoot them or defend yourself? That's like, it's such an offensive thing today. I don't get that.
3: But I've never met anybody who was offended, who got robbed or stolen. Like,
4: I'm glad they beat me up because. That's a good point. <laughs>
3: like, usually when someone's coming at you, you fight back. Mm-hmm. But that's that reptilian brain, that fight or flight.
4: Okay. Well then let's, I'm going to use this as an example. You mentioned your fiance. I mentioned my fiance. she she won't be listening to this probably because I don't think either of them will be. So that's good. So she like when we're driving, I drive pretty slow. And uh, so I get a lot of honks. That's on me though. I get that sometimes I'm not driving. slow. you know, the people in Tucson can drive poorly. Some of the worst drivers I've seen. And I've been around the block a few times. Well, you drive professionally. Yes. Uh, I mean, when I, I grew up in Florida and this is the closest thing I've found to Florida drivers is Tucson. So, I lay on the horn, I I'll yell at somebody, and sometimes it's zero to ten, sometimes it, it, I, I build up to it, and she's always telling me, just calm down, like, it doesn't have to, it's not a big deal. The more she's driven here, though, now when I get in the car with her, she's on the horn more than I am, she's screaming more than I am. The New Yorker's coming out. The New Yorker's coming out, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But she's... Witnessed firsthand how the drivers are here too, hasn't she? Well, she got, yeah, her car got dest- like The back end of it got destroyed. The, did I tell you this? The guy said who hit her, he's like, yeah, I knew that my brakes weren't working. Just admitted that on the scene. I knew my brakes weren't working. Sounds like a lawsuit to me. It sounds like a lawsuit, yes. I uh, can't comment anymore on that, but uh, that that's... What I'm thinking when I'm thinking of like vandalism or robbery or being mugged is like most of the people that are like, no, I wouldn't do anything. I feel like you're going to be way more aggressive and violent mm-hmm. than I would be in that situation. Have you ever been robbed? That's the, the question I would give them because I think you'd have a different answer. Well, exactly, because I've actually I've actually never been robbed except someone stole my bike. I've had people try to break into my place several times. Uh, someone tried to climb my balcony, kick in my front door. I think I've told you all that stuff before. And I mean, that's the reason that I have guns now is because I've been in those situations.
3: But it's also how you carry yourself when you're walking down the street. If you totally keep your head up, you're paying attention, you make an eye contact. People usually won't bother you. Yeah. when You're looking at your phone and kind of, you know, doing this and shuffling your feet. You're a target. If you're not paying attention. And if
4: you know how to talk to these people, too, who are usually trying to hustle you, you can get out of it. I did. I guess that's a good thing about growing up in Orlando, Tampa area. There's a lot of that I learned as a kid, and I learned to to deal with it. Did I tell you how I had a homeless guy downtown Tucson? Who holla holla holla, give me a dollar. You no, know, not that one. A different. I didn't tell you this story. I didn't. I knew, it recently happened. Recent? No. Okay, I'll try to keep it short. We keep saying we're done at a, at a half hour. <laughs> we're we're going to keep going. Uh, more monetized ads, I guess. <laughs> so we. I'm down and then I got, we got maybe like another 15, 20 minutes top. So I went downtown and there's a grocery store. there, the co-op conspiracy conspiracy co-op. So I go down there and I'm walking in and this guy always asks me for money. And he looks like one of those homeless people who he's not really on that many drugs. Like he's not, or he's just started them.
3: He had a bad day.
4: I don't even know if he had a bad day. Actually, <laughs> he just, he comes up, He's like, Oh, you got a dollar. And I said, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of you asking me for money. And then I said, I said this exactly to him. I said, why don't you, become a productive member of society rather than contributing to the downfall of Western civilization. I actually told the cop that and he burst out laughing. (laughs) So I told the guy that and he gets furious. Long story short, when I walked away from him in the store, he's like, oh yeah, you pussy. He's like, yeah, just walk in the store, big man. So once I got my stuff, the staff in the store had heard the interaction and they lied to me. They told me, well, we we try to keep them away from here. The police won't let us. I called the police. They're like, no, we've, the the co-op, allows them to sit there so i don't know who's telling the truth so i walk out and this guy he drops his backpack and he starts coming after me and all i had to do was tell him i said i said man i am armed and i will discharge my firearm with, with i have no issue so if you come near me it's it's going down and immediately he steps back and then he's he's like spits toward me and then he, he, he gets out of there but i mean i d- i did have my firearm mm-hmm. but even if i didn't just the threat of that yeah. put your it, finger it, in it your pocket make it look like one yeah I mean, if I didn't don't do that in the wrong neighborhood because you could get shot. Well, that's true. That's true.
3: <laughs> don't be jogging at night.
4: Um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's weird that you're right. That's actually a really good answer. A lot of people that think that have never been in those situations and they don't know how they would handle it or never thought that they would have to be. I think a lot of those people are also like middle upper class that have never had to deal with any kind of crap like that.
3: It's like your advertisement for your Liberty shrug book. They're just from the air conditioned seats of all
4: oh, for aggressive universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the, um, I think the, uh, the idea, I mean, you said that when you're walking down the street and you have your head up and it's the same thing, whether you have a firearm or a knife or you have pepper spray, it's just, being able to protect yourself, giving off the aura that you are uh, a responsible or a, uh, a person who is able to uh, protect themselves, their family, whoever's around. Yeah, that deters people. No one's going to attack you if you can defend yourself most it of the time.
3: It also depends on the area you're in. That is but, uh, true, too. I don't know how to go about this. When I lived in Milwaukee, I lived on the north side. Okay. I was a minority there. If I dressed a little more urban... And walked with a kind of a limp and kind of ghetto-fied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody oh, bothers you. But you got a polo on or something, you're running <laughs> in, you know, to the store real quick to grab some. Hey, man, give me a dollar. You know what? I'm, I'm extra hungry. Give me $2. <laughs> I got to get on the bus. Can, can I have $5? I'm like, get a fucking
4: job. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Sorry about the language. That's okay. It was off air. It's off air. Uh, yeah, I, ha- I remember this guy at, Whole Foods in Orlando, he used to, he would stand outside and he would literally say that it was, I'm not joking. He would literally stand there and say, yeah, holla, holla, give a brother a dollar at everybody that walked in. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's just like the first time it's funny, but when you're constantly harassed for money, it's not funny anymore. Leave me alone.
3: And even with the homeless here, like I said, I haven't had any issues with the position I hold as a, a driver. We do distribute some alcoholic beverages on our trucks, never been robbed, Sometimes I have expired stuff and I'll see a homeless guy at a stop that I normally see at. He doesn't rob me and I'll go up to him and go, Hey, these are old, but they're pretty cold. You want it? And the, they're so happy to get it mm-hmm. and they don't bother you. He's not going, you know what? Can I get a couple more cases? No, he's happy with what I gave him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw
4: in the dumpster anyway. Mm-hmm.
3: Hopefully he doesn't get poisoned from it. Cause it's three months old, but
4: that's <laughs> <laughs> well, on him. He, he, he took it, but I mean, I've tried to help people like that. And uh, it usually turns negative. Maybe it's my personality. I don't know.
3: It, but it does, because you give them food, and like, well, I want money. Well, what are you going to buy with that money? You could buy food. They could buy happiness through their drugs, and they're not bothering anybody. But the, the question I have is, when it comes to these homeless and these drug addicts that are running around in the streets, when does the value of a human's life become of its value? When they're causing more problems than good. You can't ship them away. You can't, you know, dispose of them. Like, what do you do with? It? It's a big problem.
4: How do you? Well, and it's, it? and it's also not something that, like, from my perspective, it's. I, I don't. I'm not happy to see people no. living in those conditions. You
3: want the best for yeah. your fellow man.
4: We we should be working to pull those people up out of those positions in in society, in our cities, in our towns, rather than incentivizing it. And that's, it's all politicized. It's like, well, if you don't want there to be homeless people, you hate homeless people. It's like, no, I would prefer the homeless people to have homes. I don't hate the people I hate the situation. Yes. And I, I I just, I mean, I don't like that anybody's homeless and I don't think that we should normalize that and incentivize that that to me, that's like very, that's very Mm anti-human. It's just very, very dehumanizing. And that seems like Every, everything is like if it's whether it's drugs or it's homelessness or it's everything that's bad is is incentivized do you think at the end of the day it's just laziness well some of it's some of it's probably laziness I, there for is, some people There's
3: like programs and everything to supposedly help these people but it's all about you at the end of the day
4: this is what i feel like every single time you ever seen this movie which one's this
5: any it change, mister? Absolutely. Uh, could you spare
4: some? Yes, I could. Will you How come? Because I believe you will buy booze with it. I just want to get from my car to the office without being confronted by the decay of Western society. Plus, I'm cheap. That's exactly what I think every <laughs> time. I should just put that on my phone, actually, and just play that. Put it on blast. <laughs> put it on blast. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we've done enough damage. We're almost, uh, well, the whole show's going to be like, four and a half hours long or something tonight. So anyway, Joe, thank you for coming to the studio. I appreciate it. Thank you. And congratulations. Thank you. you Jeff. fun? I had a blast. Will you be coming back? Absolutely. You will be coming back. If your ratings don't plummet through me. True. If (laughs) the ratings don't plummet, if they plummet, I got to kick you out, but uh, they, they should, we, we should be good. And uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow night, Tuesday, 10 PM midnight, uh, 10 PM to midnight Pacific on ground zero dot radio. Please share the show with your friends, your family, whoever you think might enjoy it. Leave us a review. The secret teachings dot Gable, at yahoo.com. We have books, we have subscriptions on the website. We also have some t-shirts. I just don't really make any money off that. And uh if you like the designs, T Public, the Secret Teachings, you can find them there. Pro and Water Filters is our affiliate sponsor. Stay tuned to the Secret Teachings Monday through Friday. A lot of good stuff coming up, a lot of big guests this week. And also the week after as we move into Halloween or Samhain, the month of October into the fall. The uh, one of the four horses of the apocalypse we can attribute that to the changing of the seasons. We'll talk a lot about that coming up on a uh, an upcoming show as well. A lot of stuff coming up on The Secret Teachings. Hope you enjoyed, Joe. Have a good night. Have a good night.